Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 129 of the Galen Trombley. Actually, no, I lied. 130. And Danielle, we do not edit, so that's going to be in there. So <laughs> episode 130 of the Galen Trombley show with Daniel Talley. And Danielle's owner and licensed acupuncturist at Avenue Acupuncture. And um, it's not breaking any laws if I say I go see you. I mean, you can say it, but I can't say okay. it. Okay. Danielle will not confirm or deny this, but I've been... S- Maybe or maybe not seeing her for many years now. It feels like many years, but um, I like it. It feels good. I think it's working for me. I also think it's interesting. As I, I like it. I think it's interesting. And I think that you can explain it way better than I can rambling on. So, Danielle, welcome to the podcast, your first podcast. Thank you for having me. And you, I know you were super excited and not nervous to do this, so you're going to crush this <laughs> yeah. out of the park. So Not nervous at all. <laughs> no. So for anybody that does not know you, kind of give us a background on how you got to be 2021 Daniel Talley. Oh, okay. So about acupuncture specifically or like you as my person, whole life? Acupuncture, oh, God. <laughs> I don't, I don't know your, your, your okay. anything you want to talk about. How'd you get that water so bottle? To, I, <laughs> floor is yours. So I was born and raised here. So um, I went to Beaguentown. I was a Beaguentown kid. And I, let's see, I was really into sports, did gymnastics, volleyball, and track. Um, I played uh, volleyball for Plattsburgh State when I went to college. And I thought when I first went to college that I was going to be a nurse. Um, and so I started doing nursing. Well, I guess I started gen eds and I was kind of like, I don't know about this. And then I stayed at Plattsburgh state for two years and then I transferred to university at Buffalo and I decided I want to be a physical therapist. And so I also kind of majored in like partying and just like fun. Yeah. (laughs) So in a minor and everything else in a minor in, in, in physical therapy (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, I, I had the opportunity to shadow. So I actually came home on a break and I went to actually CVPH physical therapy and I, I just wanted to see like, okay, am I like, do I want this? And I was just like, no, (laughs) no, I couldn't. Like I, I didn't like the way it was structured. I didn't like a lot of things about it. And I just thought, okay, I, I don't think I want to be a physical therapist, but what else is there? And I knew it was going to be health. I knew it was going to be something helping people and healthcare. Um, so I was in pre-physical therapy class, which is actually exercise science. So I learned so like much. Kinesiology? Sort of. Okay. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to do a um, full-time 12-week internship with whatever uh, place that I chose. It could be anything. It could be physical therapy related. It could be an MD. It could be alternative. So I just chose acupuncture. I was like, oh, th- I think this is cool. I've always been interested in alternatives. Um, and it was like one of those moments where you're just like, 
it all just clicks into place and yeah. you're just like, you felt oh, it. I felt it. And so I knew that when I graduated, I was going to go straight to acupuncture school. So the backstory on that too, is I'm a twin. And, um, when we were growing up, my twin sister got really sick and she started to lose a lot of weight and she had a lot of problems and she went to a lot of different doctors and she, she just wasn't getting better. And I mean, she did a lot of different things. They had her change her diet. She tried different medications and nothing was helping and alternative medicine. So acupuncture specifically and herbs was like the only thing that helped her. And I was sitting back kind of watching this and I was like, wow, there's really something to this. Like maybe mainstream medicine, which absolutely has a place in all of, in, in, you know, healthcare, of course. Um, but maybe there's something to this and maybe there's something to be said about preventative medicine. And, um, you know, to me, I think the difference is I, sometimes I think in Western medicine, it's really sick care and not really health care because really you go when you're sick. So not preventative, but it's reactive not really, or exactly. Yeah. So I was really interested in how acupuncture and Chinese medicine in general is really, really preventative. Um, so, so acupuncture helped her tremendously. And I think that was also part of me trying to figure out when I was in P, uh, pre PT or exercise science, I was like, okay, what am I interested in? And I remember being super interested in how, how much better she got. Um, and so I, I shadowed and it was just like magic to me and I felt really, really excited. Was this was it this was when you were shadowing was the same time your sister was going through that or was no. it she went through many years before? Yeah, she went okay. through it when we were like tweens, okay. basically. Or like maybe a little bit Twe- younger. I yeah, heard we that were term like in a while. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were preteens yeah. for people that don't know what tweens mean. <laughs> um so and how old were you at this time, roughly, when you're doing the when you're going through doing the uh, the twelve week uh, shadowing? So I was twenty. 21 maybe okay. yeah about around there and then from then to now this has been yeah the path. so I went so I um I visited some schools for acupuncture school and I ended up uh landing on the Finger Lake School of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine in Seneca Falls New York um so it was a really intense program and I usually say to people that want to be acupuncturists I'm like you need to know that you want to do this because the training is next level. Mm -hmm. So it was a three year double master's program. So it's basically like on a trimester, um, basis. So you're going to school year round and you only have about two weeks break in between each and it's for three years. So if you were to, if you were to break that into like a traditional, um, like school schedule, it would be four and a half years of school. Wow. So it was a lot. This was post school. This was post. So you're, 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 you're a double, triple school person. Yeah. (laughs) I have been, I'm a professional student. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I love learning, so it was great, but it's just a lot. So it's a really big commitment. And it's, you know, learning, learning Chinese medicine, learning acupuncture is just such a commitment. And it's just so, so much because you're learning so much about like Chinese culture and things that like you you've never thought of and your brain doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. so it's just it was a lot and then I also have a really strong biomedical background because the program that I went to was really solid for biomedicine and so it's important as an acupuncturist to know you know what's going on biomedically and to be able to kind of translate that to Chinese medicine so and I want to pause and say 
When I say Chinese medicine, I'm not just talking about acupuncture. So like some people don't know that Chinese medicine encompasses a lot of things. So to break that down, it encompasses herbal medicine, moxibustion, which I can talk about. It's a warming therapy. That's like Cupping. when they, you burn the little... Yep. Okay. So that's... Should I, should I expand upon that now? No, no, go, go, now? Go, no okay. get your full thoughts okay. in. We'll, we'll, we'll dive in. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, cupping, mm-hmm. dietary and lifestyle interventions. Um, let's see. I'm sure I'm missing. I'm, I think I'm missing some. So cupping, moxibustion, dietary therapy. Um, herbal medicine. Herbal so. medicine acupuncture oh um tuena which is a chinese medical massage oh okay so different from swedish type of massage okay um and so so that's what i say when i mean chinese medicine because when people come to my office they don't typically just get acupuncture Mm -hmm. because i think that all of these other things make really amazing um, additions to treatment can you do all of them i can do all of them okay yeah and each person will get something a little bit different depending on what's going on with them. And so that's another reason why I love it is because it's really personalized to what you need when you need it. So typically people coming in will not receive the same treatment twice. They will not receive the same point selection twice. So for most everybody, unless they're really needle phobic or there's reasons why we shouldn't do acupuncture or I do treat uh, young children too. I don't I typically don't needle young children. I use acupuncture magnets, which are super high power magnets on acupuncture points. Um, so that's why I love, that's why I love this is because it can be super and it is super individualized to what, to what you need. How does the magnets work on kids? So like they're really high power strength and I, I tape them on to acupuncture points and then the, okay. the the child lays or relaxes or sometimes reads a book or does whatever for the time that they would have normally been laying with acupuncture needles in so you tape the magnets to them yes because I, I know my small brain is like does your body have like a gravitational pull to magnets like if you put them on well, certain points it's all about stimulating the acupuncture points so i could okay. do that with many different ways i could do that with needles like cupping obviously pulls it yep yeah. i could do that with i could do that with pressure have you ever heard of acupressure where you're so you press on acupuncture points okay so any way that you're able to stimulate the points is going to get the effect even though i think i think that acupuncture is strongest because i can as a practitioner manipulate the needles to do different things but for kids, a lot of kids are really afraid of needles. And so I want them to have a good experience and still have a therapeutic effect. And I think the youngest, the youngest kid I've ever needled was seven. And, and that was with the needles. That was with the needles. Okay. And he was like, he did absolutely fine. I think most people respond very similarly, whether they're a child or an adult, meaning they, their nervous system is really downregulated. They relax, they lay mm-hmm. comfortably. Um, what's the history of act? Or I, let's say Chinese medicine. Oh my gosh, this is such a <laughs> like like well, where did it, like what what time so period? Where did it come from? How did it develop? It's old AF. <laughs> okay. That's not that's not after after death or whatever AD. <laughs> no no no, that's not AD. Um, <laughs> it um it's the oldest practiced medicine on the face of the earth. So we're talking like. Old, 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 thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And people ask me, how do people, like, how did they know that this point does this? And the answer to that is they wrote it down. They kept writing down every single thing that was happening. And then they saw correlations between acupuncture points for doing different things. So we're talking about 
years and years of history leading up to being able to tell what is going where. And this obviously is before modern vaccines and medicines and like the, totally. the chemists getting into everything. So totally. this is purely like so, like said, pressure points. And like, then something that I find, I always found super interesting is that, you know, as in exercise science school, I took gross anatomy, which is a cadaver lab dissection. Okay. And then when I, when I went to acupuncture school, there was also a portion of cadaver lab it wasn't dissection for us. It was just kind of like seeing the dissections from the chiropractic students that they did. Um, because I guess I should say Finger Lake School of Acupuncture is part of New York Chiropractic College, or at least it was. It sadly has closed since I've been through. Um, but I remember being so interested because many of the acupuncture meridians. So when I say meridians, there are pathways that acupuncture points lie on. And so they're different pathways and they're, they're labeled differently depending on where they are on the body. So I remember being fascinated because many of the meridians lie along really, um, important blood vessels and nerve pathways in a, like when you open up a cadaver and you say, Oh, the lung channel that runs really close to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so I remember thinking like, yeah, of course this has therapeutic effects for all of these things, so you but could see how the did they know that? Yeah, yeah, like I could see the correlation and I was like, whoa. I also remember, this is kind of funny, but when you're going through like biomedicine and learning about the body and like you're, you're basically given a book that has like color coded, like here's the lung system, here's the digestive system. And then it's all color coded. And when you open up a cadaver and you're looking at it, you're like, Oh my God, this is like, you, you can't see the differential, right? You can't see it all color coded because it's one big like oh, entity. Oh, when you open a body. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's not one, color coded. <laughs> right. But no, I, I know that sounds funny, but. I understand that. Like a chart. It's easy. Yeah. Like, it's, like a, it's like a kid graph. It's like follow the lines. Right. Like, but here's the thing. So I remember having this aha moment when I was in cadaver lab thinking, okay, so I'm learning this all separate systems, right? And then I open up the body and I see that it's like fully like integrated. So then why do we then separate every system out? And then there are separate medical professionals that do each separate thing. So I think that is also part of the problem of Western medicine is that it's not as integrated it's not it's like, a, like there's not as much synergy as the the, the pathway. Because yeah. was there five pathways or more? No, there's more. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more, and and they're correlated to two different um, organs. It's so like the lung channel, mm-hmm. the small intestine channel, you know, etc. Um, but seeing seeing the integration and then noticing like okay, you know, you have your gastroenterologist, you have your um, you know, specialist, yeah, pulmonary, pulmonary yeah. you have ENT, you have all of these different specialties. But really, I think the strength of, of Chinese medicine is that it can see the body in a holistic way, like a cohesive holistic way. And there's patterns, there's patterns based on what's happening. And many of the patterns come from different systems. So then you see all of these patterns, and then you can say, okay, there's a diagnosis here. Whereas you might have three or four diagnoses from different healthcare practitioners. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Cause I've seen the charts before when, um, we see like the body just kind of like laid out and you have the ones with all the points on it, yeah. but then I've seen ones too, where, uh, like you said, the lung is a certain color and it goes through and, and 
the funny thing is like you think lung like me like being very uh, layman terms, I guess, with the stuff is you think lungs is around the lungs. Well, no, there's parts in the feet, there's parts in the head, there's parts in the hand that all track. So you could be pointing some pick, or I don't want to say picking, but you could be, what do you call it? Inserting, picking? Yeah, you could be What's like inserting a needle. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Is that what yeah. you call Okay, yeah. I didn't know if there's yeah. like a special term. Needling, but needling. Needling. So if you could yeah. be like needling the foot and it's going to a lung pathway, even though you're like, I don't know, my foot doesn't hurt. Because right. when I first started, that was something. Once I saw it, I'm like, okay, it does make sense. Yeah. Because you can pick up on it. I say fairly quick. Once you start seeing the pathways, like you said, like, yeah. it does correlate. And the, and the pathways aren't separate of each other. And that's the thing. There's different pathways connecting them. So it actually forms this like really crazy, awesome net. There's no other way for me to really describe it, but it's like a framework of it all being connected. So the lung channel it's actually... Like a system of roads. Almost. Yes. Like highways yes. and... Yeah. Yeah. So the lung channel actually originates on the thumb and it actually goes up the arm and into the lung. But there are channels that are correlated to the lung pathway that are on the feet or on different parts of the body. And mm -hmm. that's because of the framework and the network of all of these different channels that come together. And so the other thing that is fascinating to me is that oftentimes when I'm needling different channels or different points, many people have sensation down the channel or down the correlated channel to the channel I'm working on, which sounds kind of confusing, but it's like, you know, I might stick an acupuncture needle in the elbow and the person might feel a sensation down the leg. And to me, I'm like, I think that is so fascinating. And I also, I also think it's fascinating how each person experiences different sensations, specific sensations, and sometimes different sensory sensations. So like I usually say in my first like intake when people have never had acupuncture before, the things to expect because they can kind of be not alarmed, but you know, I have some people that when they're when they're receiving acupuncture and they close their eyes, they can see different colors or different flashes of lights. Or, you know, just the way that the the acupuncture is stimulating their brain, like they have a different experience. And like I had one person that was like, am I having a stroke? Like I can see like it looks like, a, you know, a lava lamp. Yeah. And I was like, Jeez. no. I was like, no, it's not. So that, I feel like after being in practice for almost six years, you learn, you learn like what to say. Yeah. Um, in order to make people comfortable. Another example of that is sometimes when I'm doing acupuncture on the abdomen, people will feel movement, right? Cause like the needle will help to move stagnation. And sometimes that means redirecting, um, digestion. And so I usually like to say, if you feel like bubbling, gurgling or movement, it doesn't mean you're going to poop on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had that? No. Oh, I've asked, I've asked Gina that before. I'm like, no. is anybody like, I've had people like poop really soon after really, really soon after those who are like coming in with digestive complaints yeah, or who are like, I haven't pooped. Like I need to poop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, and you, it, do you treat like constipation and stuff? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I treat a lot of different conditions. I can, I mean, I could talk to you about well, all that. No, we'll, we'll go on to it. But, um, so how does, and you, you kind of touched on this before, but I think so two things let's let's go with my first thought i guess and then i'll go back to the other one so i think a lot of people when they think of acupuncture and they think of needling i think you have a lot of skeptics where they're just like oh i love oh. a skeptic what they're like oh because like for me before i went to acupuncture i'm a pretty open-minded person when you talk about um alternative medicine i'm like give it a shot like why not like it you know and um i think it for it being around thousands and thousands of years it has a track record of working and again i'm like if this stuff has been tried and true and we're trying to like and again, like I said, I'm not against medicine, but 
like let's try some stuff that's probably a little more I, I love how they call it alternative even I though know. it's original like we always say it was different but it's alternative from medication right that's kind of right. where the term comes from uh, but to me it's just I'm sure there's a better way of putting it but it's like the original you know it's original medicine and mm-hmm. um, how does needling work so if you put it in a point what is that needle actually doing on mm-hmm. that pathway because mm-hmm. I think people are skeptical are you gonna put a needle in my skin like that doesn't seem like it's gonna help but yeah well, so it's going to stimulate the acupuncture point, right? So that's going to do the function of whatever the point does. But from a biomedical standpoint... And what's, I guess what's that mean, yeah. like the acupuncture point? So, so what it actually does from a biomedical standpoint is it helps to... So think of like, think of like a river, right? And if there's a blockage along the river, you're not going to get flow down the channel, So a lot of times the acupuncture is helping to facilitate blood flow, is helping to release endogenous opiates, which we all have uh, pain relieving chemicals in our bodies. And so those, the needles help us to release those, which is why so many people feel so amazing after acupuncture, because they have relief, they have relief of pain. It helps to downregulate the nervous system. So it actually talks to the pathways of the brain and, and the nervous system to say, okay, you can relax now, basically. Um, But the actual insertion of the needle, it's really interesting. There's been studies done that show that when I am, or when an acupuncturist is manipulating a needle, meaning sort of twisting it, twirling it, which a lot of people don't know that that's happening as they're receiving. They just think, oh, you stick the needle in, you you walk away. Mm -hmm. No, there's there's a stimulation aspect of that, that studies have shown that you're actually kind of winding the fascia or the connective tissue And that is part of the stimulation of the acupuncture point. So it's basically, it's basically like, it's basically helping signaling to your body or the person receiving to heal or to bring attention to these specific areas. So that's why, um, it's not so number one pet peeve of anybody coming in is when they walk in they sit down and they say, my neck hurts, fix me. That is just like, and I just look at them and say, that is not how this works. <laughs> Fix me. That is not how this works. Like to massage, do Fix me. You know, no. Cairo, yeah. <laughs> so acupuncture helps to stimulate your body to fix itself. I'm not doing anything. I'm really just like a conduit mm-hmm. to that process happening, which is why, you know, when people come in and, and this is another part of like the diagnosis aspect of Chinese medicine is like we treat the root cause of a condition. So two things, so root and branch. So root is like the main underlying etiology or reason why whatever is going on. The branch is the symptom of what's happening. So when somebody is coming to acupuncture, they should still feel relief even if they don't come back because we are helping to treat the root cause and not just the branch symptom. So like, it isn't just like, oh, like say for example, you decided to never come back. Mm-hmm. It's not that everything would come flooding back immediately. Does that make sense? Like we are treating like the root cause of why things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and also relieving symptoms, relieving like the branch. Um, so I, I just think that it's a really holistic, a comprehensive style of treatment and preventative. So like I treat patients that don't have chief complaints because they come in and they're, they just want to be well. And everybody's, this is, this is another, um, really awesome strength of alternative medicine or Chinese medicine 
is that we have this concept of the constitution, which basically means that each person has a proclivity or a tendency towards certain dis-ease. So that means that, you know, for example, if you expose three different people with three different, the, with the same pathogen, so the same exact thing, I'm not going to name any pathogens right now because <laughs> it's such a hot topic. That's fine. <laughs> but they might ha- react differently. So this person gets a runny nose, this person gets a fever, this person gets a different sy- symptom. And then why is that? It's because even though our bodies are similar, you have, we each have a tendency towards something different. So when people come in and they're well, you know, many times when people get not well is around season change, high periods of stress, um, or other like life circumstances. And so it's good to just come in even really well people four times a year, every season change and to just get kind of a tune up. Um, and so that is also like super awesome because we can actually look at a specific person and say, well, what is their body type and what disease? I like saying disease, not disease, because I just feel like it's it's got to break it down like disease, like not, not ease, like ease meaning like calm or feeling good. That doesn't mean you're going to have a disease, right? That's why I'm saying it disease, but what, what, yeah. What, what would you tend to, and what can we prevent? So like for me, I think that the top three preventative things that people can do, acupuncture, chiropractic, massage. Those are, that's like what I call so, the trifecta so, of, of preventative health. So I've, um, I've probably been see three, have we been seeing three years? Again, I, I think it's been about three. So yeah, I'd say ballpark, maybe, maybe right, two yeah, and a half, three, yeah, yeah. something like that. That's and then, right. so out of the three, um, I started going, so Backstory, my wife, as, as you know, is she does massage. Yeah. And I originally went to see Gina before we started dating. This was probably seven years ago. And she was the one that referred me to um, John Mulholland, who I also see. Mm-hmm. And I think so, absolute wealth of knowledge. And I, I, every time I go, to, I see John once a month. So when I see John, I can't believe it's been seven years. Like I've been going to see John every month for seven years. That's I don't awesome. even think about it. But for me, most of the time I go in there, it's it, I, like you said, a tune-up. It's yeah. more of I go in, checks my neck, checks my hips. I have a tendency, you know, I've talked with you about just like head down, writing, reading, computer, phone, anything, using my head's down. So, uh, you know, I do the neck stretches, like posture, yep. the posture stretches. I, I'm probably sitting terrible right now. So I know you're probably no, you're not, you're not actually. judging me, which is good. <laughs> but I can feel myself like trying to sit up straighter. But I know I do the, a lot of those neck stretches during the day and I, I like the preventative aspect of that. And then I think Gina told me to go see you about acupuncture. And that's been about three years. And I go once a month for, like I said, a tune-up. And usually I go in and I, you know, anything wrong, I try to go in and say no. And usually it, it's me just like <laughs> grumbling about, mostly about just my lack of self-care, I guess. But uh, between that and the thing is, I never see Gina regularly for massage, which I want to, but... I think once the kids get a little bit older mm-hmm. and I always feel very guilty about saying, mm-hmm. Hey, can you do a massage? And I'm like, you know what? You don't just go to bed, go relax, mm-hmm. go sit on the couch. Like mm-hmm. I, I, Brian is the same way. My husband, Brian, he yeah. will not just be like, listen, I really need a treatment. <laughs> well, people are like, you must you get won't. massages all the time. I'm like I've been nope, with Gina for sure six don't. years. I think I might've had five or six like true massages and she'll like work on my neck if I had something that hurts, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very like, 
Yes. It's it's minor. And and I she's always like, well, we'll schedule with me. I'm like, I'm not going to schedule with you on a weekend because I want to do stuff around the house or see you. And at night, I'd rather have you just go relax because you've been but doing stuff all day. we also would want that. Like, I'm the I, same way. I'm like, we need to like schedule it because then you know what's it's coming and you like... Plan for it. And Gina yeah, would have no problem doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But I just, you just I, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, ah. I get it. And, I get but, it. But I had the three and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll just go schedule with someone else. And she, no. And I'm like, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't do that. Don't so like, she's like, she's like, absolutely not. She's like, no. Yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> but I think I think the when you go back to like the um, eventually I will because I think massage to me out of the three I think massage is like the most you feel the release the, the relief very quickly yeah and I think then I'd say it's Cairo and I think acupuncture why some people possibly don't give it enough time to work because totally. it's not like you go in for like you said totally. you go in one month like I, I went in saying I'm gonna go for at least a year no yeah. matter what because yet it to be fair to you and be fair to the actual treatment, like you said, it's starting to correct whatever's not corrected. Mm-hmm. And I went originally for allergies. Mm-hmm. And every time I go talk to you, it's like, how did you feel? And I kind of play back in my head and you're like, you know what? I really haven't had, even this it's, past it's year. It's cumulative though. Like yeah. for a lot of people, right? Like it's, it's cumulative. It's not like you mm-hmm. came in, you're 100% better. Like that is just not how it works. No, but I'd say over two to three years. You that, slowly. Yeah. And like now I'll be like, well, I got stuffed up. I went to the house. I'm like, you know what? That went away. Like as soon as I got in the car and drove like two miles down the road and my, I still get affected by pets, but my rebound is way quicker. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, which you talked about, like the two reasons I usually, well, minus allergies with dogs is if I have any issue, typically it's seasonal change, which I've talked to you about. And stress Mm -hmm. and those are the two usually it's like i'm not getting a lot of sleep i'm not and i know the two triggers um and those are things that i try to focus on but then i notice like hey we just went we like we just went through or are going through the seasonal changes and i've been fine Mm -hmm. like it's we were cold a couple days ago and now it's like 60 out today and then you know it was like 30 the other day and i'm like i haven't gotten and even with rain Mm -hmm. so i think the i found the benefit of it from the fact that if i can think back think back and almost forget that i'm like Actually, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem. Yep. And I think that's every every quarter, every half a year, I like go through it. I'm like, you know what? I wasn't affected. Or right. if I was, it was like for a couple hours, yeah, not like days. Yeah. And so there's something to it. Obviously, I'm like I said, I'm too small, like limited knowledge of this stuff to really know. But I think at the end of the day, I can pinpoint and say, I think it's making a difference. Mm-hmm. And I now I like it where I can just go in for the... Uh, you know, like obviously if there's a problem, but I like the aspect that it's, um, like you said, a tune up or just kind of preventative and trying to get to the point where I can keep preventing that if I start to slip a little bit, I'm slipping like way better than a normal person and not slipping into poor health. So, mm-hmm. um, the other thing is like, if you have had chronic issues for years, you will need more treatment. That makes more sense that way. It's yeah. like you need as le- at least as much treatment for length of time as you've been having issues. So for a lot of people, that's hard to wrap their head around because it's not just a magic bullet. I say that to people all the time. Unless you're having a, a acute issue, like mm-hmm. it's fantastic for acute injuries quickly. Um, but for people who have had chronic issues, chronic pain, chronic allergies, like it takes time. And and also some people sometimes the the changes happen so slowly that they don't actually notice until they stop coming. Or if I've had yeah. people say, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop treatment for a while. Okay. And then call me three months later and say, oh man, I really noticed a difference yeah. and I really need to come back. Like my, my thing is I, 
have no intention of stopping it. It's kind of like chiropractic. Like, do you have to go every month? I'm like, you know what? I twofold. One, I know it's preventative, but two, I feel great. Like when I, I feel great when I leave John. Like whatever he does, I walk out and I just like feel looser for like yeah. a few weeks. And then usually it's like by the time I hit week three or four, it's like, man, I feel like I gotta go back. And that's like on on par. Yeah. And the funny thing, same with you, I'll look down and I'm like, man. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going in Friday. And it's almost yep. like my body's triggering. Yep. Like, I just feel like I need that. And then I look down and I'm like, oh, no, I, I got it's, you know, end of the week or middle of next week. And, and I'm fine. Um, but I think it's made a difference. And and, it, and I don't think it's, you know, I always joke like, well, if nothing else, I get to take a nap on a warm table. Like that's <laughs> and that's part of it in the winter. It feels great. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. as like crazy with kids and stuff. Right. But I don't. I really don't think it's placebo at all. I think for me, it's I can tell a difference because when you tell have me actually think I don't know it in the moment, but when you say, hey, look back on the last month, how do you feel? I'm like, actually, no issues. And mm-hmm. we just went through the swing of the seasons or we just went through like um, holiday season when I'm in houses with a bunch of pets. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, these are like my triggers. I'm like, no, actually, it was really good. Yeah. So, so the point is for your body to function more optimally so that mm-hmm. when things come down the line, like stress, like triggers, tons of allergens, whatever, it's like your body is more resilient and you're able to... Yeah, it might not ever be like, okay, I never have another, you know, sniffle again, but like the turnaround time of how long it takes for you to recover is a a lot better because your body is functioning more optimally. So like people are sometimes surprised when they come to acupuncture that even if they come in for like pain, for example, they might notice huge changes in other areas that they never thought. So like, yeah, they might be experiencing pain relief, but their digestion is also much better. Because they're that was a branch much of the better. Root. Yeah, they're sleeping much better. Mm-hmm. They, um, their mental health is better. They feel they can manage stress better. So it's like all of these different areas that they didn't necessarily think that they would have improvements, and they do. So really that just means we're bringing the body closer to optimal function and optimal performance so what symptoms do you treat oh no it's a lot but like give us like give it i mean you can just rattle off as many as you want okay so i think i think the number one um the number one complaint i treat is pain and that's like usually back pain so is it more muscle pain or joint pain it's all different types of reasons why somebody might have pain Um, It can sometimes be like structural problems. It can be nerve pain. It can be muscular pain or tightness. Like inflammation? Inflammation, yeah. I treat headaches. I treat treat internal conditions like digestive conditions, diarrhea, constipation, all that good stuff. I treat menstrual conditions. Um, I treat uh, perimenopause and menopausal conditions. I treat so many different things. I treat pregnancy-related issues. Um, and pretty well, much like there's just so much, there's so many different, different can, things that I treat. Well, like I, I, I went anxiety, for allergies, depression. but like, yeah, anxiety, um, stress, sleep, yep. all those things are insomnia. Yep. I have on my website, I have like a huge list of different things that I treat, but it's not just pain. It's a lot of internal body conditions as well. When I say internal, I guess I mean organ, like organ related, mm-hmm. not necessarily like, oh, my neck hurts, can which f- could be related to organ. Can you fix like the people have like a, uh, like celiac disease or gluten? Can you fix that too? Or is that, I love that. Can I fix that? Can you cure it? Just is listen cure to yourself. Can no, cure no. I know this is like a, it's not, can, can you I'm help your body cure it? <laughs> can your body cure it? This is what I'm saying. I, I'm yes. not very smart when I come to this. No. I just, I know it works. So I just, that's why I'm bringing you on as the expert on this. I'm just, I'm just 
I'm just throwing up all the pitches. Yeah, so. just don't come in and say, fix me, please. Yeah, don't talk like <laughs> don't, me. Don't. Um, so I can help the body manage these conditions. I'm never going to be like, okay, now I don't ever have a sensitivity to gluten. Mm -hmm. No, that's not really it. It's just, I can change, um, the way that digestive, or I guess, see, listen to me. I can change. No, I, I can facilitate your body to, um, manage and function better with some of these like celiac or, um, like IBS, you know, all mm -hmm. these things. IBS often has like a really big emotional component. So that's also part of it. Um, but, but yeah, I, it, it just helps overall the body function more optimally. Um, where, where did the name Avenue acupuncture come from? My sister named it. <laughs> Why? I, okay. So oh, no, it's fine. Morgan, Morgan. Yeah. Okay. No, that's but fine. No, I just, and I, just... I was, cause I was having such a hard time. I'm very decisive and I was having a really hard time deciding, um, Morgan see, is, is Morgan more decisive than you? Yes. Oh yes. I think Morgan, 100% yes. Morgan to me is, I would, yes, I would say she's decisive because she knows what she wants. Yeah. I'm just going from experience, like knowing her, but yeah. yes, she seems like someone like this is what I want and I'm, I made my mind yeah, up. Yeah. So okay. that, so Avenue acupuncture. So the whole point of this is, is basically think of like an Avenue, like a street, like you are walking. Oh, gotcha. I've already made street, the connection. On a street, on an Avenue towards better health. Does that make sense? Yes. So coming into acupuncture, coming into Avenue acupuncture, my job is just to kind of guide, guide that path or guide you is, towards. Could it also mean the pathways of the, Absolutely. so it's like a dual meaning. Yep. I thought Avenue acupuncture, I, again, small mind. I was like, did she start? And she was just on an Avenue, like a road. It was just like maple avenue and you're no. like that's where i work so i just called it avenue acupuncture you that know, makes sense actually funny too. i knew there's there was a, more to there's it there's another than my avenue acupuncture in canada and when i first like started i was looking because i was like oh let me see is there another avenue acupuncture and it's actually a really good clinic in canada and i was like <laughs> all right cool like if i'm mistaken from them like you they're really, overflow yeah someone from yeah. canada be like i had to they're travel really seven hours clinic. to get here i'm like <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you came. <laughs> They're a really great clinic. So I was like, all right, well, it's in Canada, number one. There's no other avenue acupuncture in, in the United States that I know of. Um, but yeah, so and then the, like, this is this is kind of silly, but like, and it was an inside joke that it would be like AA. And like, when I was in college, I drank a lot, a lot. So my sister was like, oh, like AA. I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> First steps admitting you have a problem, Danielle. So. <laughs> I know, I know. I've come a long way. The, the, uh, so, and, and you're wearing your shirt right now. Yeah. So did you design it? Um, I also had help designing it. Actually, okay. I, a classmate of mine um, is an artist and she actually helped draw it. But I really liked the concept of like the tree, the compass and the yin and yang sign. Yep. Because um, like the compass is like the avenue, right? Mm -hmm. We're like trying to figure out where we're going from point A to point B. Um, the tree is more for like um like root branch because you have the big tapestry in your yep in the one of the rooms so like root branch that's a that's a that's kind of a nod to the tree as well as herbal medicine because i'm an herbalist as well mm -hmm. um and then the yin and yang sign is just like straight up chinese medicine like balance um and so then the line galen see the line that's the avenue is that what it's for it's not yeah. just a line break it's not just a line <laughs> break there was meaning behind the line see, this is great. It's a cool, it's a cool design because like, I've, seen, I've seen it, but it's like I, it's when when you look at uh yeah when you look at like like uh, 
Well, perfect. I mean, this is just popping in my head now. The band, we're not going to talk about music. You're not, not at that level. Okay, so okay. The, uh, but I'm saying the, <laughs> um, the band um, Queen, I remember in the movie, did you remember, did you watch the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody? E, I only, I've caught portions of it. So at one point, they just, they describe like their logo and I didn't realize what the logo was. Their oh, logo is all part. their Zodiac signs combined. Oh, and I didn't cool. know this because two of them are the same. I think it was lions and they had a crab and they had the, there was another one and bird maybe. Yeah, it was bird. Whatever the Zodiac signs were, that's what they did to combine it. And I didn't know at the cool. time, like I just thought it was like this weird thing and like, oh no, there's actual meaning. So that's makes sense. Like yeah, there's yeah, actual yeah. meaning. Even the line break is not a line break. It's exactly. Pathway. So, exactly. Um, there's thought, it's all thought through. I think it's great. I, it's um, all very methodical. I knew there had to be something with it, especially when you have like little logos on it. Have you yeah. ever seen Ozark? No, but I've heard I should watch it. So, it Ozark, people, because Gina watched it, she got me into it and it was the beginning of every scene makes a compass, I believe. Mm. And I think it's, no, it's an O. Ozark, okay. So it's an O. Yeah, no, this is like, geez. So it's an O, but it's all broken down into four sections. And each, there's four little pictures at the start of each episode. And each one symbolizes something in that episode, like foreshadows. But each one is supposed to be kind of looking like the letter of Z-A-R-K. Oh. Which is why the circles, like, reminded me of that. Cool. When, like, Ozark, it was just, like, little graphics. But, um, so Chinese medicine, where... You, you've been to China, right? Yes. So what's the Chinese culture like in regarding medicine? Like you obviously took it in, yeah. in New York, but when you went to China, did you see a lot of so similarities, different. difference? Like So different, but so amazing. And I, so just kind of a backstory. So I went to China as a class while I was in school and and uh, it was a three-week internship, basically, where we spent the first week in Beijing doing a little bit of tourist stuff, touristy stuff. And then we traveled on an overnight train to Hangzhou, which is south of Beijing. And we actually went into the TCM, Traditional Chinese Medicine Hospital. So, so there were so many amazing things. Number one... Um, the integration of Western and Eastern medicine is just like next level there. So I think part of that is because there is no HIPAA. So there is no confidentiality law and every person is responsible for carrying their own chart. So imagine you have a booklet. Oh, the patient has to carry their chart. You have a booklet. It's your chart and there's no scheduling of appointments. There's people waiting in long lines, waiting for whichever specialty they're coming to. Um, so they come in, they sit down with the doctor, he takes their chart, you know, they, he writes a bunch of stuff. He takes their pulse. He looks at their tongue, which I can, we can talk about after. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he prescribes them herbs. So that is like a TCM doc and in China it's separate. So you can go to school to be an herbalist. You can go to school to be an acupuncturist, or you can go to school to be a body worker or somebody who does massage. Um, in the United States, we do all of that in one. So it's a little bit different. Um, but if that doc said, okay, you need to go and get an x-ray, he would literally write handwrite the order to get an x-ray. He'd hand the chart to the person. The person would walk down two floors, get the x-ray, get the results nearly immediately and bring it up in real time. So then they would come back and they would say, here are my x-rays, da, da, da. So there's a lot less waiting for everything. Um, there's no like HIPAA and privacy laws. So that can be good and that can be bad. Um, but it, it just, it's, it's really, really streamlined. And also the way that they did like acupuncture treatment is not like private office where the person comes in and lays down. Imagine like a big 
open room and there's about 15 different beds and it's like a circle. So the doc starts on one side and he, and he has like assistants who do a bunch of stuff too. So he talks to them, he puts the needles and he moves to the next one. And then he has assistants that go back and like either manipulate the needles, take the needles out and wrap the, the treatment up. And so he just goes dun, 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 like all the way around the circle. Um, and the same thing, the number of patients that they treat is wild like it's so much more it's like i remember being in a, a morning shift like patients per hour kind of thing yes just outrageous. i was in yeah. a morning shift and it was like eight to eleven or something like that and there were 65 patients through and i was like whoa like so this is were crazy. you following the doctor around yes okay yep and so i was able to go to different specialties as well so like for herbal medicine they have different specialties similar to here where it's a little bit more separate mm -hmm. but it's also a lot more cohesive because you have you have western and you have eastern kind of combined um, but i was able to go to like gynecology i was able to see um, oncology i was able to see like a lot of different things i saw peds so it was just so so amazing and to see it in a big hospital like that was just was that the, it was like next that's level. not the only hospital in china that's no, like that so this no. is like if you were to go to a hospital in china is that kind of the common yes okay yep although i did i did talk to one of the docs who said that many young people um get frustrated with alternative because they want the change quickly so a lot of times they bypass doing um like herbs or doing acupuncture because they want the pharmaceuticals or like they want the results fast so there's still western medicine over oh there. absolutely yeah absolutely um but it's but it's like a lot more cohesive and typically your first stop is not to go to get medicine like actual pharmaceuticals your first stop is acupuncture and herbs and then if that is not working you go over to get pharmaceuticals. So when you say cohesive, meaning it's all in one business, uh, one it's building versus one building. like you have your own spot, the hospital's one yep. spot, Cairo's one spot. Yep. Um, do you think that Western Met or Western healthcare? Do you think that you think it would ever transition into that? So there, there are some acupuncturists like in the Mayo Clinic, mm -hmm. and there's a lot more integration of acupuncture in a lot of hospitals because hospitals are realizing that you know acupuncture can help their patients get discharged more quickly. So like after surgery, most patients have to have a bowel movement, right? They typically don't let you go home without it, mm -hmm. um, depending on what it is, whether it's whatever, but outpatient, inpatient. But um, so they realize that like, wow, having this, this acupuncture here will help that, you know, will help us turn beds around more quickly. So it is about money, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, but also there are acupuncturists in, um, Oh, I can't remember the hospital in New York City, but in the labor and delivery um, ward down there. And it helps women um, progress through their labor more quickly, as well as, um, I mean, acupuncture is never going to take away the pain of labor. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, but it just helps their body function more optimally to reduce intervention as well. Um, so through through my diplomat so i'm a diplomat of oriental medicine which means that i do extra training every four years so i do 60 credits of extra classes and i get to pick which classes i do and so the classes that i did this time around 
was um, I'm really interested in labor and delivery and acupuncture for pregnancy as well as treatment for infertility. So I did um, CEUs, but the next round, I want to do a CEU class with the lady, her name's Claudia Sikovitz. She's the lady who spearheaded the, the um, acupuncture at um, the hospital down in New York City. So she does acupuncture for labor and delivery specifically. I don't know if this area would ever get there. This is this is doing acupuncture during labor? Yes. Okay, so you'd be in the this room. This is acupuncture. You'd be at the bedside. Yes, gotcha. yes. I, I don't know if CVPH will get there. Well, you know what I find fascinating? So this is, this is my viewpoint on a lot of things in like the way cultures change and societies that a lot of social issues or things that are not norms become norms over time because mm-hmm. it just kind of, I, I find that, I mean, if you just look at history, whether it's, you know, human rights or voting or whatever, like things eventually start, or even right now they just like legalize marijuana, like in New York state, like stuff like that happens over time where I, like a lot of stuff is like, just give it time. It will happen. And you can go all the way back. I mean, hundreds of years, things have changed that, you know, that we would deem now, like that was crazy. They did it back then, but that was normal. And I find the funny thing about Western medicine, it's like so far back then when you talk about like going into it, it's like you're just going full circle because that was all there was. And then it went to this thing and then you got to transition back to kind of the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's kind of a funny concept because typically social changes are evolving. This I don't think is evolving. It's almost just going back to square one and say, well, we've tried everything else, which does work. But we can also just go back to the basics and learn the basics again and know that this truly mm-hmm. does still you have know, a cause. That's, or, that's pet peeve number two is that when people... <laughs> When people come in to treatment who have done every, they've exhausted every single thing because I'm like, can, can I just be the first stop? Because I feel like if, if it were the first stop, like in China, there would be a lot less, um, I don't want to say unnecessary intervention, but there's a lot less kind of headache around the whole thing usually. So I, I, I don't, I, I like to be, um, a first step, not a last step because well, then the the patient comes in and they're just like exhausted. Like they've been through the mill. Well, it's kind of like they're putting band-aids on problems. Like you said, they're, they're going through and they're finding all the branches, fix the branch. And then you're like, yep. well, let me just fix the problem. Yep. And this medication will help this. But then if you know, you have side effects and now you have this problem, okay, add this medication and it will fix that. And now you, you know, it's just like a kind of a leapfrog where you're just like, no, can we just get to the root? Mm-hmm. Can we just, you know, try to bring your body back to optimal health? And so Western medicine is amazing. Like I am not a purist. I am not like, oh, we're only doing alternatives in our family because for many reasons, surgical interventions, um, some people really need pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. and that's important. The problem is it's, it can get to a point where it's like unnecessary and it's, it's just like over-reliant. Yeah. And there's, and, and like, I hate to say it, but it really comes down to money. Like this is kind of a hot topic because you know, pharmaceuticals are a lot more expensive than acupuncture. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just, it makes more money. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. So, so, so I think when it's needed and it's necessary, it's fantastic. And it's important as in, in my profession to know what the red flags are when a per- patient should go to a different, um, healthcare practitioner. Um, but overall, 
I just think that sometimes it gets to be a little bit too much. Well, I think that one of the benefits I think that we're going into and, and some people, you know, social media and the connectivity of the world. And when people know, like I said, I can follow, I can, I know what China's doing right now. I can, if I want to, you know, and decades ago, you didn't have that access or even, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't have as much access as we have now. And I find that because even with news and stuff, if you go back and you had the major news networks, they were the ones that they could give you the news how they wanted to give you the news. We still see some of that, but what you're also seeing is people with social media can post real world accounts mm-hmm. in real time. So you're right. like, well, you were saying this on the national news, but we just saw like a bunch of people with their phones up and they were doing something. We were actually saw it. That wasn't what you we were recording or report or recording reporting. Um, but I find that a lot of that stuff over time, I think people are starting to kind of sift through and I think a lot of, and this is not just medicine, but a lot of things that happen in the world are money driven, are politically driven, are, and even though, and I'm not like a, a conspiracy theorist, no, but, I know, but I know. a lot of this stuff is, you can kind of, you have to kind of take it at with a grain of salt. Like, what are you telling me? Let me do my own research and kind of mm-hmm. formulate my own opinion. And that's something I find like with medicine, same thing when you go into you know, take this medicine or prescribe this. And especially a lot of people like pharmaceuticals when you're just like pill, 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 pill. And a lot of it, I think if you dive deep into it, a lot of doctors or hospitals get like residual income for prescribing certain things. So it's like, I know, is that really what they should be doing? Yeah. Yeah, Or is it like, if you're truly looking out for the interest of the patient, do you need that? Or, well, if we prescribe X amount of this per month, we hit a quota and we make more money. And then, so when I, when I first started practice, I remember being so frustrated about this specific issue. And I remember just being like, so, 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 so frustrating, kind of heartbroken because like, to me, it's about patient care. Right. And so I remember stepping back and thinking, but this is all that they have. Like, like tool wise, Mm -hmm. um, medicines, more diagnostic tests, which I think diagnostic tests for me are awesome. Like I love having blood work. I love having x-rays or MRIs. Like I love seeing that, but, or surgery, but it's like when I would get so frustrated, I would remember that like, this is their training and this is what they have to offer. So for some, you know, it could be about like extra intervention, but then that might just be all that they have and they don't want to see their patients suffer either. So they're like, okay, well you're suffering and you're on this medication. It's producing this side effect. So let's add this other, do you know what I mean? I get what you're saying because that's their skill set. Yeah. That's their skill set. That's all they have. Like Mm -hmm. they don't have some of the tools that we as acupuncturists have. And so I would be so frustrated, but then I would be like, okay, like it's different. Like it's just different. But shouldn't those same doctors be referring that out and saying like, and they are especially here. Oh, they are. Okay. They are, which is why, you know, when I, cause there's a, there's a level of responsibility when you say, I don't, I don't know that. And I, I know. And like, I don't, but this, like Danielle knows this. I have gotten so many referrals from Mm -hmm. so many area practitioners and it is such a blessing. So when I first started the practice, I remember thinking this might not work. Like I might move back to Plattsburgh because I really wanted my hometown and I wanted my family and my friends and the people that I care about to value this medicine. And so that's why I brought it back here. But I thought this might not work. People might not be open. And I could not believe how many people were open, how many patients were seeking my services or acupuncture in general. So out of the last almost six years I've been open, 
I have only taken new patients for a year and a half and I've had to work from a wait list Yeah, because it just got crazy because I would be booking out you know, a month or two months and my regular patients who were coming in at regular intervals, like say monthly, mm -hmm. could not get back in. So that's the other thing. Acupuncture is best done in a course of treatment, similar to PT um, or Cairo when you first start, mm -hmm. which means that you need to come in more regularly in the beginning. And then we start to space things out as your body responds. Or sometimes we treat more frequently if your body's not responding well. So like some patients I treat twice a week, other patients I treat every other month or, you know, once every three months. So it really depends on how, how the body reacts. Um, so, and then, you know, of course, in between here, I like had a baby and, you know, yeah, there were like too. a you're lot busy. of, yeah, there were a lot of other things, <laughs> but the referrals and the people seeking acupuncture just keep coming. And so this is, you know, part of, part of the next steps for me are expansion. Which it, you, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go into it. So I, I love, I love this aspect because I'm, my mindset from a business standpoint has been really heavy in this for, for a few months now. Um, to the point where that's pretty much all I can think of because my time as with you, as you get more successful and you have more demand, you only have so much time. Not, right. not to mention dumping in the kids and the yeah, family yeah, and everything yeah. else. Dumping so, into. Dumping I love in. that. <laughs> well, I, I, our, our situation, we've just dumped kids into our, I feel like our, uh, yeah, I mean, every time I look at it, I'm like, every year our Christmas card adds mm -hmm, one person to it, mm -hmm. basically, because I have keep all the Christmas cards you up there. You guys are hardcore. And it's so funny, like, you, you go hardcore. through it, it's like either Gina's pregnant or we have a new baby. Like, every single one for probably the last four Your years. Your wife is just like a warrior. She is she's literally the toughest like, person I know. Yeah. She, yep. She's absolutely, um, yep. I, I always... I mean, I think anybody that does, you know, you don't do everything alone. So like I look at it, I'm able to go out and do like, this stuff's fun. This is fun. Going to appointments for me is fun. Like we're, I love working, but I'm only able to do it because she's like so locked down yeah. at home and yep. it's, and that's not something I take for granted. And that's something that Good. I know. Yeah. And I know, well, she'd kill me if I <laughs> yeah, did, I but she's, she's one too that, um, she's just very, I mean, she's, she has her, her stuff together and she's yeah. very, I mean, even days where she doesn't think she does. I'm like, she does. I would have cracked way before you're cracking. Cause, <laughs> yes. cause give me, give me like a weekend with the kids and I'm cracking in like two hours and you're spending <laughs> days and hours with them. So, um, but the, uh, the idea of expansion and like leveraging myself and trying to, cause eventually I got to look at, you have only so many times, so much yeah. hours in the day. And lately the last couple of years, I've actually been like, I've been actually uh, diminishing the amount of time I can put forth to stuff just with other activities in my life. Then it's figuring out what's the best use of my time and then how can I grow. So what's your thoughts on all this? Because I'm fast. I'm right in it in a different sector, but same idea, same mm -hmm. growth mindset. Well, I sometimes beat myself up over this because I think I should have hired somebody, an associate, like a long, long, long time ago. Okay. So, For what, what role? Uh, like an associate acupuncturist. Okay. I mean, I definitely need to hire somebody to do administrative work as yep. well because I, so I'm taking a, a business training actually right now about, um, it's called four weeks to a new hire. And it's talking about like, it, like you have to do all these exercises, which I thought was just, uh, I mean, fascinating to me because I never stopped to think about it. So I had to write down my, um, 
my own individual priorities, like my personal priorities, mm-hmm. and then my business priorities. And then I'm, I'm actually taking notes and on this. Be good. <laughs> and then my business values and my individual values. And I could not believe how different this was. So, like personally, um, I value freedom. I value spaciousness. I value time with my family. I value all these things. Business-wise, I value control, independence, and these really conflicting ideas where it's like, I need to, like this business was my first baby. And I recognize, I am recognizing that in order to grow, I need to let go a little bit of the control and of the reins and just start to trust that energetically I will align with and attract somebody like an associate who will align with my vision. And if they don't, then it won't be a good fit. Right? So I realized that my training biomedically and holistically has been astronomical. Like it's been a really great, my business training sucked like straight up. We got to think if, if you're, the two things you need, I, I believe in any endeavor is if you get training for, you know, acupuncture and that's, you know how to do acupuncture. You don't know how to run a business. Right. And the problem with catch 22 is that you, as you get more successful because you're like really good and you're like diving into that space, then it forces you to step out and become a business role, which some people can, some people can't. I love the business aspect. My thing right, like is like leadership, it's leverage, it's like yeah. finances, like diving all in. So I'm kind of in the space, but you're taking a whole nother, like totally different. You have acupuncture, which is, you know, healthcare, medicine, dumping on business. So, and I think I realized the cracks in the systems too, right? So like, there's a lot of things that I thought were really stream- streamlined business-wise, mm-hmm. administratively, I mean. And then, you know, as you get bigger, you kind of notice like, oh man, like what was working maybe isn't working and it needs to change as we start to scale up. Um, because I would love to take new patients. I would love to say, yep, come on in. Like we're scheduling for next week. Like, but that is just not it, you know? And so it, it, it's taken a lot more work. And honestly, like I'm uncomfortable in the business aspect of things. I am trying actively to grow myself in that way, Mm -hmm. but it is not, it is not natural to me. And I remember being in school and, and like being in this like business class and having this moment where I was like, Oh my God, like I'm going to have to take payments. Like I'm going to have to, you know? And I was like, how do I ask for payment? You know, it's just like something that seems or, like, or even well, like, duh, I gotta raise yeah. my rates and like, how do yes. I break that to my clients? Yes, yeah. yes. There's so many. You feel things. guilty about raising your rates. I've had yes. this conversation with Gina. I'm yep, like, yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so there's just so much more to it. So I guess in the in the scheme of things, so right now I share space at uh, Wellcare Chiropractic with the Welks, mm-hmm. who are awesome. Yeah, and no, it's been, Mike's a great guy. Yeah, it's been great, but I'm I recognize that it is a small space and there isn't enough room for another associate or even a front desk person for me, an administrator. So I have been over the past, this is not a joke, two years I've been looking for commercial spaces. And the other piece of this puzzle is my friend, Anna, who is, um, 
it's actually kind of funny. We go way back. Like we went to kindergarten together, but, um, she is a therapist. She's a psychotherapist and she currently lives in Phoenix, Arizona. What's a psychotherapist? So she's a, she's a counselor. She does like oh, okay. modern counseling and therapy. Oh, like psychology. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So she, so she is moving back and we are going in on a collaboration. And so she is, um, she is opening a new business called Ember and Root um, Modern Therapy and Counseling. And um, she is going to be starting to take patients, I believe, in the late summer, possibly early fall. And so, so the next piece includes her as well in terms of an office space. So we're looking for a fairly large office space. Um, and then in the meantime, I am also actively looking at um, you know, hiring multiple different roles. So definitely an associate and definitely an administrator. Meanwhile, I'm also growing another baby. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I didn't you. know if I could say that, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm 16 weeks pregnant and I'm um, due in October. <laughs> and feeling 16 weeks pregnant? No, I feel good? great. Good. I actually good. feel great. God, my first trimester was terrible. I was just like dry heaving nonstop, but I am like smooth sailing. <laughs> the second one... I I'm going to use this term loosely, Listen, but that's it the, sounds like you've gone through it. Go I, ahead. I, I've, I've been talking to friends and they're like, <laughs> that's, that's like gross. And I'm like, dude, this is like, when you start talking about it, I've been, this is my life for four years. And now when I hear doctors or Gina talk about it, it doesn't even phase me. And I'm not like a, I'm not like a medical blood, like guts kind of like, that's not you my like thing. Gore. But now I'm like, I've seen so much and I've heard so much that now I'm to the <laughs> point where I'm like, I almost look at, now I know why doctors can separate and they look at it like. Like I would look at a home, they which is totally different, but they can look at different body parts and different fluids and not be freaked out by it. And they just kind of look at it as like, okay, no, that's what that is. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like I, yeah. So I'm, yes. So yeah. So it it's, so it's a little bit hectic. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of moving parts. And I'm also, you know, actively really trying hard not to close my practice for maternity leave. I am not sure if that will work out. It's really hard, you know, as a business person and somebody who takes who takes by the hour. Like if I'm not at work, I don't get paid Yeah, and I don't get, you know, paid family leave and I don't get, you know, Aflac yeah, and all that, all yeah. the stuff. Um, so it's important with our family to make sure that I'm, you know, we're making, I'm making good decisions financially as well. Um, but in the timing that's left before I have this baby, I'm just like, not sure if all the pieces will align, but I know for sure in my immediate future is going to be a move, mm -hmm. uh, another move. Cause I used to actually practice on Durkee street. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, the next, the next phase of things I'm really excited about. Yeah. I mean, you sound you, I like I've seen nobody can see you, but you five commercial spaces. So you're getting a, you're, you're good. You can almost get into commercial real estate now. I know. Like maybe <laughs> you should hire me. <laughs> but like, I see you're excited about this. Like you can tell, you're, really you're like, you're excited. like radiating like well, energy. Okay. Anna and I are synergistic. Like we align so well. And I just like, we resonate together and we have so many shared ideas for new workshops and groups and all of these endeavors that we want to do. And I just keep saying to myself, like, Plattsburgh needs this. Mm -hmm. Like, we and... Well, you the demand in mental, your practice. Yeah, and, and mental health right now. I mean, I can hardly refer any patients out to mental health because everybody is not taking new patients. Yeah. It is such a necessary... But that's becoming more of a social norm now. Exactly. Yeah. I think everybody needs a therapist, honestly. I really I, am like... I, I don't see a therapist, but 
I don't see a probably a, a traditional therapist, meaning the amount of conversations I have with really good friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I talk to a lot of people, so mm-hmm. I do kind of see. That's not the same. It's different. I'm just going to tell you that's not the like same. I, I've, I've contemplated it because I think a lot of times I'm in my own head too much and I, my head's I'm you constantly know why it's going. not the same because they know too much. Like they know too much about mm-hmm. the inner workings of your life. Like to talk to somebody who is completely not in then it. Anna might be, might Anna have a client. might be, yeah. I might have a client she, in me. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> um, but she is awesome. And we are just like, so we are so excited and we, well also, uh, you know, Anna has, is expanding her family too. So we're like in a similar place right yeah. now in life. And I think it helps, it helps to have other people in business at, in a similar place as you. Um, but we, I mean, gosh, I, there's so much to look forward to, but I remember feeling like guilt, like how can I, how can I grow baby, grow my business, Mm -hmm. take care of my toddler, like be the CEO of my house and do all of these house projects and all these things. And I, and I think what I've come to terms with is growing my business and growing a baby is a very similar energy. So, so I think that's how, like in my head, I've rationalized it to be like, you know, I've put myself in a box for so many years. Like I didn't expand, I didn't hire. And I just kept like putting myself smaller and smaller and smaller. And I don't even know what it looks like to like, let that out. I think it's going to be like a fire explosion of amazingness. Are, are you scared to do it? Mm, I was for a really long time. You know why? Because I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm doing business trainings. I'm educating myself. I'm trying to We're learn. We're so similar right now. It's scary. And yeah, like I'm trying to learn how to do it because I don't want to fall flat on my face. Like I really don't. I've worked really hard to get to these next steps. Um, but I realized I was really scared for so long because I just didn't know how to do it. And I still don't really. I'm still just learning. Do you find that you're getting a little clearer on what you want to do though? Totally. Okay. Each, each step feels like it's getting closer. And I was just talking to Anna and I looked back cause I take video and pictures of every single place I've been to, which is how I know I've seen 25 commercial spaces. Oh geez. Okay. And I realized that with each one, we've just gotten like gotten closer and closer and closer and closer. So, so it's like happening. Yes. So- and I recognize, <laughs> sorry, no, go, go. the floor is yours. I, I recognize that it matters the way you talk about it. This might sound a little new agey. This might sound a little like the oh, secret mean, situation. No, but no, you're talking about like just positive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, for sure. So long, this oh, is, God, I'm this a big is believer I, in this. This yeah. is what I say. For so long, I've said, you know, it's going to be really hard to find an acupuncturist. Like who wants to move to Plattsburgh? Mm-hmm. Like, cause, because honestly it's going to be a transplant. There aren't extra acupuncturists in Plattsburgh just waiting to get hired. Right. So the way that I would talk about it was really limiting really limiting like Like i would say yeah like i would say like no i still haven't found anyone it's been really hard you know now i'm starting to reframe it and say i am relieved that this process is going i will feel great when we when i find the right fit for my practice and it's happening and this is a great area and somebody is gonna love to live here and work here and you know serve the patients of this area are you a visual are you someone that visualizes a lot yeah because yep. that's like... That's uh, what you do? Yeah. And it, it's kind of... It's something I've always done, but I don't think I really... I've been doing it since a kid, and I don't think I do it realizing I'm doing it. And I didn't think I... When I was a kid doing it and going... 
like the idea to me, like the, the term visualization is something I've only heard probably in the last 10 years, maybe less. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, like, I know it sounds crazy, but I would do it for sports. Like I remember going to bed like the night before and I'd be sitting there, I had a big game the next day or whatever. And I remember in my head, playing the game in my head the night before, tw- you know, whatever this might be, 12, 15 hours before we kicked off. And I remember thinking about it. I remember thinking about my position. And I remember thinking about like what player's there and what player's there and mm-hmm. this player's there. And I'm going through scenarios and I might even running through plays that I'm doing that may never happen. But mm-hmm. I find that I'm, I was seeing it and I played a lot of um, golf growing up as a kid. And I remember before tournaments, I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, this is the first hole. And I, I would like me- mentally, I hit the shot here. I get up, mm-hmm. I hit the shot here. And I played, I literally go through all 18 holes in my head. And a lot of it's like, even down to the point where I don't know if I make the putt or not, but I'm like, this is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to hit it. And in business, I have plans business-wise of what I want to accomplish. And all I really have is kind of like rough times and roughly what I want to do. But all the steps leading up to it, it's kind of, I look at my visualization as I'm turning the camera to focus it. But like I can see like in the distance, but it's not focused. And every time I like decision, I'm, I keep slowly cranking it until it mm-hmm. becomes cl- like crystal clear. And a lot of the times my visualizations turn into confidence that it's like this will happen. And then like, well, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I know, but I don't, I, like I don't know, but I know kind of deal. Yeah. Like I, I know like deep down that it will happen. Like, um, I think like the most important part is clarity. So what you're saying is like, you know where you see it, you know what it looks like. Yeah. So like, I don't think for a long time I had the exact clarity because I think even the more specific you are about it, even like imagining like how you're going to feel when you get to that place Mm -hmm. makes a difference. And I'm just realize like, I realize now how important it is to have that clarity because it can get like, it can go off the rails. Like if, if you're not focusing on that, what you're trying to go for and your, your vision, Mm -hmm. I feel like it can easily, for me, it can easily get like, how long have you been thinking about where you're at now? Oh my gosh. Since I was in utero. (laughs) Like, no, I've honestly, well, because I should also say that Anna and I have a shared vision of a holistic health center. So like we are not only this, this is the first step of our collaboration, but well, let me go, sorry, let me go back. So, I mean, you've been in acupuncture within the space for about 10 years now. Is that fair to say between work and uh, schooling? Oh, three, three, six. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Roughly 10, maybe a little more. With schooling, you're saying, yeah. With schooling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm yep. in it, like yep. I, I want to do acupuncture. So that to now, how long has the thought of growing a holistic practice like collaboration? Forever. From the beginning. Before From acupuncture? The beginning. No, no, probably right when I started acupuncture. But I I I knew that I wanted the business to be big. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I I want it to impact. Like I want it to ripple in the community. And I want people to value, you know, what we offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize that there's a lot of frustrated people here. And I realize with, with the medical system. And I also realize that a lot of times things are falling through the cracks. Like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Many like lack of communication. There's a lot of problems in, 
in it. And we would like to do collaborative types of care, like round tables. We'd like to, you know, get other practitioners together, talk about cases and do like really integrated medicine. Like this is years off, right? Like what I'm telling you is probably but this is long-term vision. Yeah. This is like long-term vision, but I mean, and, and I think like we've thought about, you know, types of practitioners that we would want to include. Um, and it's just like really exciting to think about a collaborative, holistic health center where you can go there and kind of feel like, yeah, like they, like they got this, like, you know, I am important. I'm valued. You know, I value myself. I value my health. I want to get better. Um, and so, so that is like the longer term vision, but I, I knew that really early on that I wanted to, you wanted to have a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Cause I think what you're talking about is a big impact, but sh- uh, the, a paradigm shift for a whole area versus, versus right. like, let me go in, let me get yes. Galen and other patients in yes. and, and just treat them. But let me really make a point to expand out. Yes. I think and it's I, dope. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. I think like if people can start valuing themselves enough to value their health, and, and, and they start caring for themselves. Like, I think that can only go up. Like, I mean, for me and you could probably agree with this. Like when I'm taking care of myself, I am like the best acupuncturist. I'm the best mom of my version. I'm the Mm -hmm. best version of myself. So I think if more people are realizing that and taking good care of themselves and go doing things more preventatively, like I just see a really big ripple. I see a really big ripple that is only positive in this area. And I think we're ready for it. That is the, that's the other piece. Well, I think the, uh, I think we talked about like the social aspect of it. I think the, so like what you're saying now is becoming more mainstream Mm -hmm. in a good way where, I mean, as a kid, even 10 years ago, like acupuncture, you know, like psychiatry. Like when I first started school, I was like, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And now I'm just like, it's no brainer. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." I'm like signing up for all this stuff. I think it's, I think it's like very important. Even, even like, uh, like you said, uh, cycle, she calls like psychotherapist. That's well, yeah. Therapy It's therapy. But when you say therapy, people go, what kind of therapy? Yeah. Well, that's that's why why I say psychotherapy. Yeah. So when you, even looking at that aspect, like I'm a big believer in your mind, does everything for you. Like your body, you need your body healthy for sure. But it's your everything's a lot of it stems from your mental state. Totally. Like, like you said, positive or how you like or negative. Yeah, like I'll be honest, I've gotten I've always been a pretty like glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. But I think being able to put myself out there the last five, six years, I've attracted really only positive people. And from that, it's like every positive person I get, it's almost like we just keep like climbing. Yes. It's like almost like we're piggybacking on each other. And I find that from that, I meet other people that are positive and find and like, and it's not that I'm actively going out and trying to find someone that's like-minded, yeah. but have you, you attract heard, to each other. Have you ever heard um, the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe? No, but I love it. Okay. I always talk about so vibes all the time. Is, you know how I say energy this, energy that. Yeah. Like some people are like, what the hell does Wait, that mean? What's that called? Your vibe attracts your, your tribe? Your vibe attracts your tribe. So when I'm love saying that. energy, I literally mean, have you ever heard of concepts of resonance and dissonance? Like resonance. Okay. So if you think of energy, like I am, uh, this is really like rudimentary, but like I am vibrating at a specific frequency. Mm -hmm. And if I resonate with somebody, they will be attracted to me, right? They'll be attracted to my energy. If there is dissonance, they will be like, Ooh, like we're not like, it doesn't work. We're not a good fit. 
or maybe I'm vibrating at a different frequency or I need something different. So I feel like that is all part of the equation. So like I noticed that too. Like I noticed that like in my practice, I started attracting all of these patients that like I really want to work with. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like that is part of it. Like I am resonating with these people and they are resonating with me and it only grows from there. And then the ones who drop off, honestly, like honest to God, yeah, you're fine the with ones it. that, yeah, I'm like, go. Like yeah. I want you to keep having acupuncture, but you're, we're not a good fit. Like go, That's, I'm good. When you talk real estate clients, my last, same thing, my last handful of years, like my clients are fun. Like you go yes. to appointments, like I like these people and, yes. and you find out they're, they're the, normal, sane, nice people to be with. And not these like people are like, Oh my God, I don't want to deal with this person. You still, you're always going to have some. I call those the chi suckers. The chi? Chi suckers. Oh, like the, the energy. Energy. Yeah. I only know that because <laughs> boss baby, they talk, started oh. it's a cartoon. They started talking about the chi in one episode. And like, it was like a weird episode, but whatever. Um, but, uh, the no, fix like, me people. Yeah, yes. Yes. I don't think everyone. <laughs> those said, are the chi suckers. I didn't go in the first day and say, fix me. No, ma- ma- I don't think you did. Well, you're being nice if you, because maybe I did and you didn't oh, no, say I'm, it and I'm, nice. I'm less nice now. Okay. I'll straight up say that's not how this works. Okay. So maybe I didn't. Maybe I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. This I is used my to be nicer, I think. The, the, <laughs> so, um, but no, I, 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 like I have a certain, when you talk about the frequencies and people if listening to this, they, they probably know this guy. He's one of my best friends. Aaron Benner is just, I don't know if you know him. I don't. He is like, he if you saw him, I'm going to describe him and you're going to think this guy's like this big, like big, like mm-hmm. uh, full energy guy's full of energy. He was about five foot three. He's like, so <laughs> yeah. love him, love him, but he's yeah. a little dude, little, yeah, guy. Yeah. little guy, but packs a punch. So yeah. he's one of these guys that his energy is through the roof. And he's one of these people that I try to bring the best out in people. I have times where I'm not like high energy. There's times like I'm like tired and I just like, I'm not, I know I'm not bringing it. And I, I can self reflect and know that this guy brings it all the time. And another one of my friends, uh, Anna, different Anna. Um, <laughs> she's another one. Like I just vibe with it. And, like yeah. every time I see her, she's just high energy. And then mm-hmm. I could be in like, I could feel like crap that day. And all of a sudden she's just boom, boom, boom. And you know what? I'm boom, 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 boom. And mm-hmm. I just feel like for some reason it's that like pulse just up. goes up. Yes. And, and I find that my friends that have really met probably over the last five years have completely leveled me up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you hope- surround yourself with people that, yeah, yeah but you they just like, get they to their fall level. into your life or they're, they're attracted to you. Cause you're like, Oh, you're positive. I'm positive. Let yeah. me, let's hang out. And that's what I find that, and it happens the other way too. Negative attracts negative. Yep. But yep. Absolutely. I, like I, I'm always, I try to be very positive and I find that I just don't see a lot of negative people. And yeah. if they do, I think they're intimidated and don't want to come around. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Yeah. You stay there. Because I think that the differential between the vibration energy frequencies is a lot bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. vibrating up higher and the lower frequencies are kind of the, it's kind of like hearing like the voice, the audio thing. Like they're like, yeah. 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 And it's also like, I find that those that are vibrating at lower frequencies often don't take very good care of themselves. That might be a generalization, but you know, there's a lot of like mentality, like kind of the, like, this is another pet peeve of mine is like the victim mentality mm-hmm. or the person that says, no, I can't because of this, 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 and this. And you know, it's an, and it's also sometimes an amazing transformation where you think to yourself, like I've had these moments in practice where I'm like, this is like a, not a good fit, but then something shifts for them. And it's almost a similar thing where they start to kind of level up and it's almost like pulling, you know, it, it's like our frequencies pulling them up yeah. and like what you described surrounding yourself with people that are Vibe vibrating, yeah, vibrating higher than you. Um, 
So yeah, I am fascinated by like frequency, energy, all of that. I've always been really fascinated. I've never by thought that. of it that way, but I can, as you're saying, I'm like 100. percent I agree with that without a doubt. That's mm-hmm. like spot on. It. And I, I told one of my patients that I said, you know, you don't have to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was like, like, uh, like it was old. a foreign concept that his vibe would attract his tribe, and then all the rest. Like, why would you waste? your energy on those, on that, on those people. Yeah. I think, well, part of it is I'm really trying to like, I, I, the last like month, I think I've been stressed out, but a lot of it at like work wise, because it's not like the work itself, but my thing is, is that leveling up to the next level. And when I, when I asked you before about how long have you been thinking about what you've wanted to do? I've, I've been probably really thinking about growing the business and because I'm one where I, I I get complacent I like to work towards something new like if I hit like if I cap or like reach a goal my next thing is like what's the next thing to work towards it's not like I've, I've done it so I'm just gonna sit back and relax I like the process of like growing so I remember as like probably 22 or 23 I was probably like one or two years in real estate I remember thinking, I know how people in real estate are. They work all the time. They have no structure. They have, you know, I know there's a high, um, there can be a high, well, high turnover, but there can be a high divorce rate. It can be because a lot of what happens is agents don't find systems that work. So they just kind of keep like rushing and they're not organized and not structured and they don't build up the clientele to get leverage. My thing was, okay, at 22 to 23, this is well before I knew Gina, but I'm like, I want to get married and have kids someday. So I'm going to make sure, and again, this, I was kind of beyond my years because most 22 year olds probably aren't thinking about this, but I was sitting there thinking like, I want a family someday. So I have to basically bust my ass from now until the time I have, you know, wife and kids that I can then leverage myself to spend time with my kids. Now I was able, or I am able to do that. Like before this appointment, before this, I was at a doctor's appointment with Gina and two, two of the three kids. Yeah. And, but I was able to take the day off, go and see him. And I don't feel my weekends and evenings, which are majority of the time for agents. That's like prime time. Yeah. I've been able to leverage myself where I don't have a lot of uh, evening or weekend appointments because I want to try to structure myself so I can spend time with the kids yeah. and I can spend time with Gina. And that's when you talk about like priorities or um, what you say values and priorities, both of those are very high or if I, to be honest, those are the highest on my list. And then you got to try to work your way back. And part of it is I wish I could spend every evening at home by five o'clock, but I know in my head, I haven't gotten to the full leverage that I need, but I'm getting there and I'm mm-hmm. closer. I would really deem I'm like far beyond a lot of people and I'm lucky about that, but it was something I realized early on. You're not lucky. You worked really hard. Well, I bust my ass for yeah, it, but, yeah, I, yeah. but I was lucky in the sense that I recognized that and I gave myself that lead. Yeah. Because some people don't recognize it until it's too late and they, they're working towards it, which is fine, but they might miss a few years. Right. I find that I've spent a lot of time with the kids up to this up to this point, which is great. Like I'm not missing a lot of like I'm like anybody else. We have, you know, jobs and you have responsibilities. You can't just spend all day at home. But I spend a a good amount of time that I like I'm working where I don't have to run out and show homes on the evenings or during the during the day yep. or uh, weekends. I can have you know, I can have agents cover I can have you know, you know what I also think and- I think that as you like become a parent and grow your family life and have a home and do all these things you get really efficient with your yeah. time yeah so like what you used to do in an eight-hour day like you can do in four hours 
Like, 100%. Yeah. You have to figure out how to multitask because they're your priority. Well, so right now, um, my my thing that's the hardest thing right now is time, which mm-hmm. is, is fine. You, you don't get more of it. So it's like you right. only have so much. So, okay. Sleep, working out, uh, going to, you know, work, kids, like all this, you know, and balance. then and any, any, yes, yeah, finding the balance, which I'm, I'm not good at. I think I'm, we're not I, taught to be good at it. No, though, and it, That's no, the and it's, problem. <laughs> and it's really trying to find like, my thing is like, I haven't worked out like in a long time. And I, that frustrates me because I used to do it all the time. And that's, but that's something I punted because of kids and work. So now I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, that has to come back up. I got to prioritize that again. So then what do I do? Then I move. So now I'm really diving into work where again, I think I have a mixture of guilt slash um, I wouldn't say mixture. I want to do it. So it's not that I don't want to do it. It's not that I don't want to delegate. It's not that I don't want to step and work into something else. I think I have a level of guilt and a level of uncertainty where I find that this last week I had a really, it was a really good like aha moment week where I was like, you know what? It's okay to take a step back or punt this or move this or try this. Um, there's a little bit of risk for sure. But the risk is it's stuff that I want to do because I got to this point where I could coast. I could just say, you know what? I'm just going to stay at this level and coast for 30 years. I don't want to do that because I just like mentally I'll get bored. So I'm like, what's the next thing? So I, now I know I have to take a, a one or two steps back to basically break that ceiling and take like run forward. And mm-hmm. um, that's where I'm at. I'm at, which is good because I, I've been working for 10, 11 years to get to this point to kind of earn this right to make these decisions. I wasn't going to make these decisions five years ago. I wasn't in a position to do it. Right. But now, and I I find this is when you're saying this is like you're spot on, like you've earned the right now to be even considering moving out of your spot. Right. And it's, and it's scary and it's nerve wracking because it's kind of like, well, what if, or should I do it or not? And you second guess yourself and you do all this stuff, but you know, deep down that is the right step. And you know, even though you're like, "Ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know there's always that like little internal, like down in the pit of your stomach or in your heart, whatever that's pushing you like, no, no, you're right. Just keep nudging yourself down. Growth is not comfortable. No, that is part of it because I would say like for the last whole time, my practice has been open. I feel like I've been teetering on the, okay, I really want to keep going, but I'm really comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then you know that that's, that's your next steps, but it is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I'm super comfortable yourself. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am too, but I feel like I have, I've kind of turned the corner to realize that like I have taken responsibility or I guess I am taking responsibility for, I am the one who boxed myself in and yes. like, and like I You're taking need, accountability for I need yeah. to, I need to box myself out. Like I am ready. Like I can feel we're the, so similar. The right vibrate. Now. <laughs> like I can feel it. I'm in the box, right? Like a visual, and I'm just vibrating, and I'm like ready to crash out of the box. And and so I I think like the time is so near. Like I can just feel it. And when you were talking about like visualizations, and it's like yes, when I lay my head down, like I can see it. Like mm-hmm. I can see the holistic center. I can see like what color the walls are painted. Yeah. Like I can see, I know what it looks like. It's coming, it's happening. And I know, like, I feel so solid and I have had such frustrations about the timing of it, but like there's give and take with everything. I couldn't have grown my family and the practice together simultaneously. I don't think as like gracefully as it has unfolded now. 
So like all of these things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate that. Like I hate saying it like that, but it's true. I, I yeah. No, I like believe divine that, yeah. timing. Mm-hmm. So like the time is now, like the time is coming and um, you know, I'm really, really excited about those next steps, but yeah, I am. It's scary. It's not easy. And honestly, business, small business in New York state, it's tough. Like, it's a tough state God, to have. It. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Tough. And, uh, well, when you said timing, part of it is, do you have the capacity to do so from a business standpoint? But one, like what I'm finding now, it's not necessarily business. It's more mental. It's more like the mental capacity. I, I want to do it, but, but I'm the same. I, it's like bandwidth. Do you have the bandwidth well, to like so, put put toward it as well? Well, this is this is I had the conversation actually it was Aaron last week, so I was talking to him and he kind of put it in perspective. And of course, I was meeting with him about marketing. We barely talked about marketing because I'm like, you know what? Talk about what you talk about root and branch. Marketing is a branch. I'm like, I had a conversation with him. Like, let's let's find the root of this right now because a lot of this stuff, any issues that I have with the business, keep coming back to the same root is I don't have time, mm-hmm. and the time is not. When I say prioritize, like I want to prioritize. I know what I need to prioritize. The problem is this, what I'm actually doing is so full right now. We talk about bandwidth. More time. That and I need people. I need leverage. I need need to then step away of I can take this and hand it off. I can move this off because I need to take that next step into this category, which is going to build and expand and all all the things that I've been working to, again, earn the right to be able to do, which I... I know deep down they have got it. I have reached that. But now it's to the point where it's almost like I've never skydived. So this is a probably terrible analogy. But it's almost like I've gotten to the point where I've always wanted to skydive. And You're I'm like, like standing on, on the edge. I'm on the plane with a parachute and I'm just nervous to jump. And yeah. that's and that's the even though the guy and, and I'll take what like you, my tandem guys about? tapping me on the back. I'm like, you can do it, man. You're all no, set. What are you what are you worried about? You're worried I, you're going to fail? No, the fa- I fail, failure does not bother me. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. I'm actually really good with failure. I actually embrace it because I know I'm growing. There you go. I think my nervousness is, I think I'm going into it without a real good plan. And oh. it's not, I'm not an overthinker. So I really don't, um, I, when I say overthinking, I don't dwell on it. I can be decisive. I know right now I'd be making a decision or picking something without the necessary information I need. And I don't need over information. So you're like collecting information. I'm right learning now. right now. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I, we are like in very similar stages. I yes. actually have so much to learn from you because you have grown a team. Yes. And like I'm in the process of trying to grow a team. And I didn't understand how much goes into finding the right fit. In, in order it's, to not kind of bang your head against the wall and just keep like being like, well, okay, this doesn't work. Okay, this doesn't work. Well, it's it's, it's a work in progress because like, so when Nick um, came on, so um, she's my, basically my like direct assistant. So she leveraged me. She came on about a year ago. Uh, li- actually, less than a year ago. I remember when you were hiring. Yeah. I remember and you were like, oh my God, like I need an assistant. It's nerve wracking. <laughs> well, I got to the point where we talk about bandwidth. Like I... I wasn't sleeping a lot. We had kids. I was, kids were going to bed. I was working till like 1030. I was going to bed. I was waking up, going to the gym. I had like no life. It was like, and yeah. I liked everything that I did. But you realize I, there's more. There, I realized there was more, but I also realized I was in a rat race that I was never going to get out of. Mm-hmm. And I, I need an assistant. She came on and which I know sounds crazy, but when you talk about growth, like growth exponential, like once you start going, it just, go, it's like a hockey stick it goes whoop and it goes really fast. I knew bringing her on was great, but throwing stuff and I even talked to her like we've had this conversation what are you doing what am I doing like what let's find the inefficiencies that we're doing to try to get everything but at the end of the day here's two people 
that are working basically 40 whatever hours a week and give or take, we're both finding that we're full. I'm now able to step into other roles. Cause people ask like, like I've like, well, you're doing podcasts. Why are you doing a podcast? Shouldn't be doing something else. I'm like, well, no, no, no. In, in my big picture of what I want to do, one, I like this cause I get to talk to people. Like yeah. it's fun. Like it, part of it's just, it's fun doing, but there's also the idea that my vision and I'm a person that I'm 31. I have basically goals probably to the point where I can no longer physically do anything, which is yeah, like 80, I do too. I'm the same exact yeah. way. So I, I, it's not like my goals are retirement. My goals are right, retirement. Right. I don't, I will not retire. I know myself. I just, I will do different you stuff. You might scale back. I might scale back. I might retire. focus on different things, yeah. but I always have to do something. And I'd be the kind of guy, if I truly was to retire, I'd probably, I would probably have a, fan, I would have a fantastic garden. I would just, oh. I would have to have a, pro- I mean, I would have to have a project. So, but my long-term goals, like you said to, you want to change the, you know, the, uh, the idea of, of medicine and the idea of the way things are done that aren't culturally normal right now, but you, I think are trending that way. And you want to be the one to facilitate that. I was like, here, faci- here, here, yes. like as your facility, again, my thing too, like, I don't want to. I don't want to be someone like, I'm not Elon Musk. I don't want to put someone on Mars. I could care less about that. I think it's great. Do it, man. You're, that's you. I don't want to do that. I'm more, I'm more regionals based, but I really want to put, um, I, I think it was Steve Jobs. And again, I've read, like read this quote and people said, well, it's not really a quote. It came out of a book, whatever. But his idea was to put a dent in the universe with, and he did with the iPhone and everything else and, and technology. I don't want to put a dent in the universe. I do not have that capacity. I like chilling my friends. I like doing stuff. I don't want to just like be a robot, but I, I kind of joked, like, I don't want to put a dent in the universe. I want to put a, a crater in, in, I call it the NOCO, North Country. I want to put a crater in the North Country. Meaning- okay. I'm going to stop you right there because I think that putting a crater in the North, North Country is putting a dent in the universe. It's my Why universe it- because- I know. Why would it be separate? Well, I'm just saying universe in the sense of I don't really care to affect people in like Australia. Like, I know, I think, but it's bi- it's still big. It ripples. That's it ripples. The point. Yes, and, That's and the point. I think I'm doing it more from a regional perspective because I love the area. I grew up here. My family's here. My friends are here. You care a and, lot about the area, and I care I about too. it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that people like you, myself, um, other people. Like I, I've said this plenty of times, looking out my window, one, I like it, great view, you get to see the water. But number two, to me, is an analogy because this whole location right here, I think is one of the greatest untapped potentials that we've ever had in our I area. I totally agree. I love and, this building. I love, yeah. Well, and when you talk about vision, one of my visions at some point in time is, you know when you see like the New York skyline, you see all the buildings and yeah. stuff. I really think at some point, Plastic's going to have a skyline. And this, and you might say the monument and stuff, and that will be part of it. But if you technically... Were to take a skyline where we are, and Aaron owns the building, so we've talked about this. This building is always going to be in the skyline of Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. I want to potentially do something where, like you said, a practice, but I want to grow and not just Kavanaugh, but expand out Kavanaugh into other um, areas or businesses or whatever that in turn affect the North Country. Because I, I, my, my ultimate goal when I say put a dent in the North Country is I want to, I want to accumulate, and I know this just. Is doesn't I want doesn't I don't want to make this sound bad. I want to accumulate wealth, power, resources, connections, relationships to dump back into this area. So I, right. I basically want to go out, like I take don't think it's and a bad bring thing back. To say like I want to make money, like, but I I'm I'm right. One where, I want no, but listen, I'm one too where money does make me feel super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I recognize that it's super like it, it it's it's um it's a currency. It's it, currency. It, to me, it's a resource to acute. It's a resource it's for ener- me to It's p- energy currency. Yes. So like yeah, for people, it, okay, so listen to this. When people come into my office and they're like, I hate my job. 
Like I, this is the worst thing ever, yada, yada. And they have a lot of health problems that stem from work or being stressed about work. And I say to them, like, you're getting, you're basically paying to go to work. Yeah. Think about that. Like you are paying to go to work because yeah, you're making money, but like money is energy currency. A hundred percent. But you're saying you want to like make money and, and, and beef this like area up. So yeah. So a couple things is money to me is a resource that will give me leverage to do what I want to do. Money is not, I want to go buy a bigger house, a car, a watch, shoes. I don't care. I'm a very basic person. If anybody's seen me, I don't really like have a lot of fancy things in my life. Like, like I got a Tesla. Everybody's like, Oh, the Tesla. If people actually look at a Tesla and do the math on a Tesla, it's not as crazy as you think. Like I'm not like rolling and I'm buying a Rolls Royce. Like it's not that. And I looked at it as I did. I like, nickel and dimed it down to the point does it make financial sense to do it hunt and like in my head i was like it does it's an investment Mm -hmm. but i'm in my head when i made the decision to get it based on what my alternative decisions would be and everything else it was a clear-cut favor or very very win or win or whatever but i did it from a standpoint of it was an investment and i and everything i do i very rarely buy stuff just to buy stuff Mm -hmm. it's a lot of it is like i bought stuff for the podcast. I buy stuff for my office. Most of the stuff I buy is business related because it's an investment into like what I want to do. Right. And so money to me is not, I want to get money because I want to wear like fancy clothes. Like I'm the most basic person. I have a t-shirt on and jeans and I have sneakers (laughs) on. Like it's, and I want, I always think like I should get other sneakers and kind of like spice my wardrobe. And I'm like, no, they're shoes. They're shoes. I'm going to wear these so they blow out and I'll buy new shoes. So money to me is a, is, is a resource to facilitate what I want to do. Ultimately, my goal is I could care less how much money I have when I die. That is, I would rather give all my money back to the area, mm-hmm. but I know that in order to do that, I eventually, and this is part of the, the talk about growing. I can't go like selling real estate's great. I love it. I can't do what I want to do in Clinton County because right now, if I'm in Clinton County, we're circulating currency, which is great. But in order to do what I want to do, we have to bring currency and we have to bring money to the area. Right, right, right. And part of it, and I know you get that from like, we talked to like uh, the chamber doing um, uh, you know, like um, tourism and you have people talking about how do you bring tax and revenue into the county? hundred percent. That's what you need. But also as a small business person or, you know, how do I go out and go out of our borders to make money, then that money comes back into our area, mm-hmm. which influences and impacts you know our area. And that's, that's stuff that I've been thinking of, and that's a long-term goal. I know if I break that big goal all the way back down to like literally today, it is, I, you know, I, this Friday, I'm taking the day, I say a loose day off, but I'm taking the day off to literally think and plan and re- recalibrate stuff because I need to. Mm-hmm. And that was me it saying, takes time, yeah. I need a day, but if I break it down, I already know what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, and Friday. And I'm not looking at the long term. I mean, it's there, but I'm like stripping it down to literally like, what am I doing today or tomorrow or this week? And based on that, my thing is so Kavanaugh Realty focused right now because I know we're not at our capacity yet here. Then once I know that I can step away, I'm probably going to have the same anxiety probably in three to five years. But then it'll be on a totally, it'll be on the next level. Right. So I'll be like, you know what? That thing I was, I remember talking to Danielle and I was nervous about this. That's so on like, that's so locked down right now that now I'm nervous about this. Yeah. And it's just a natural growth. 
I think we're similar. Like, like we're both kind of dreamers a little bit, 100%. like visionary head in clouds kind of like, yeah. But also bringing it back to, like you said, like this week, like there are action steps to take every single step of the way to get to that vision. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, I feel like this area like needs us, right? Like we are like, you know, what's what you talk about, um, your vibe attracts your tribe. I love it. I think I'm going to put that in your, like your bio when you do it, oh, but like good. your vibe attracts your tribe. I feel like you need like a sign in here that says that. I, I think I might now. Cause I've never heard <laughs> that term, but it's so cool. The, um, but the amount of people that I've met over the last couple of years when I've mentally thought about this in my head, because again, as you think about it, it then becomes more reality and more, mm-hmm. more reality, more reality. And even though it hasn't happened yet in my self or subconscious, it has. And I just know we have to work toward, like it's going to happen. I just have to work towards it now. But I've met people that have that same similar visions. Mm-hmm. And I know they have that because I know the positivity. I know the love for the area. And, and like those are the people now that I'm connecting with. And I know those are the people that I'll collaborate with. And then yep. it's kind of the same thing. Like you can do a lot, but you and Anna can do even more. Yep. And then eventually you, Anna, myself, other people that have this shared kind of commonalities yep. to bettering the area are going to work together. And next yep. thing you know, it's just it, it literally like rocket fuel and you pew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I agree. Cool. Yeah. You know, something actually acupuncture related that I was thinking about doing and have been for a really long time, but ha- haven't had like the full bandwidth to do is community style acupuncture. What's so, that? so community style acupuncture is basically like imagine a bunch of zero gravity chairs in a one single room. So imagine like five to 10 chairs and people come in, they're not scheduled for appointments, but there's open hours, like say on Wednesdays from five to seven, like happy hour community acupuncture. Um, You come in and you get an acupuncture treatment. It's not individualized as much. We're not able to spend, you know, 15 minutes talking about your health history. Um, We're able to talk a little bit and you're able to get acupuncture. You're not, you're not able to get, you know, all the extra stuff Mm -hmm. that I love so much um, to give, but it would be a way to treat more patients and to kind of have that ripple effect where more people can come in. And so like, as they're laying, I can go to another person and start their treatment. And so it's done on a sliding scale as well. So that, you know, starting from $25 to, uh, you know, 45 or $50 pay what you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people who maybe think that they can't afford acupuncture or think that, um, you know, they don't have the time or any, anything, it's a little bit easier cause they don't necessarily have to schedule it. They might have to wait for a, for a chair. Um, but I thought about offering something like that in our new shared space. Yeah. Um, because I really just want everybody to love acupuncture. So it's, it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, they give you like free appetizers or something like, or a, like a taste, what's it called? If, um, you know, when they go and they give you like yeah. some food to try it. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, well, yeah, try, it's like it, try it, see if you like it. Yeah. Or to get over the fear of like me putting needles in you. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah. You don't really feel. And we used to, when I was in school, we did a rotation through the VA, the veterans, mm, yep. um, administration, and they did community style acupuncture and everybody loved it because you know, it was people on fixed incomes who couldn't necessarily afford a personalized treatment were able to still get acupuncture. And for some people, I think that's great. And that might be all that they need. And then for other people, it's going to be a lot more, like it's going to be a lot more individualized, a lot more extra stuff. But it also dra- gravitates people in and they're like, you know what? I really like right. this. And then they become a client and, or I say client, but then a believer in it. Right. And that's kind of the, like, I think in your yeah, grand scheme, the Yeah, it creates like the, the ripple. Yeah. So um, this area just started doing first Fridays. Did you hear about that? 
So, and I kind of maybe don't even know the full scope, but it's like every Friday of the month in the summer, um, there's an event that's going to be over, I think it's in Trinity Park. It's in downtown area okay. um, where different people can like sell some of their stuff or like you'll have a tent, whatever. So my friend Courtney, um, who's actually Anna's sister-in-law, she's okay. a good friend of mine. Um, she is super interested in like community outreach and, um, yeah, she was telling, she was talking to me about it and she's like, Ooh, maybe you could do community acupuncture at like an outdoor summer event like this, you know? So there's like a lot of things kind of ticking in my brain that I'm like, how can I, how can I, you know, keep the ripple going? Or, um, you know, those people who are waiting on the wait list who can't get in could come and get treatment or meet me at least. Or yeah. just see. Well, I think the community outreach thing, that's like, that's, that is part of my vision is yeah. a community, uh, like it is when we talk about like local matters, we had that for a slogan for a company. Like that's something we put into play, but I'm like, you know what? When I started looking at everything and Aaron came up with the term, but it was just jamming on stuff. I'm like, this is stuff that's important to me. And that's what he came up with. And I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. It's a quick slogan. But at the end of the day, I don't want to just say it and it sounds cool. It's like, no, this is something that I'm really working towards. Yeah, like you're behind it. Like this local is some, matters. Yeah, and, and I like when people, because it's great. I see people on social media now adding it. And, and, I, and I know maybe they didn't get it from us, but most of the people that locally, they've seen it and they see that and they start posting it. And it has nothing to do with our company. It doesn't have anything to do with real estate. They just use it and I love it. And like, I think that's something... I would love anybody to take and adopt because even though we've used it, I'm looking at it as that's a that's a regional like slogan that I hope that yeah. translates and I hope that over time, you know, again, as I get more resources and I have, you know, that's time, that's money, that's people, that's like technology, that's leverage, I, I, that I can then start putting more of a priority on it. Right now it's small scale, but it has to start small and then eventually it grows and grows and grows. And I really think at some point in time when I talk about companies and business and stuff that there will be some type of company that I oversee that is purely on elevating, like elevating the area. I say yeah. elevate Plattsburgh, like shout out Mike, Mike Cashman, but like elevate Plattsburgh is like one of the town of Plattsburgh slogans, you know, but I think it's kind of such a cool idea. You know idea. what's so funny? Before, before I moved away to go to school, I thought this place was such a hole. Like I'm sure most that's, people, that's, most people do. They're yeah, young people. They're like, that. ugh, this yeah. place is a hole. And then it takes kind of leaving and seeing what else is out there to be like, oh my God, like this is a gem. Like well, I live in a place that is awesome. Well, I think the other thing is now a lot of people, our generation are, are doing that, but I think we're now vocalizing that more. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this happened before, but I find that. No, I don't. I think it's happening now. And I don't know yeah. if it's social, like social media. I don't know if it's like stuff like podcasting. I think if more young people that are, are young professionals um, that are in it fall in love with the area, that translates to me telling my kids as they get older, like, this is the best place ever. Yeah. And then they believe it. And yep. then, and it's not like brainwash your child, but I'm saying if we, if there's a lot of pride in the area, um, I think what happens is that again, that energy, that, 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 uh, vibe, that chi, yeah. whatever you want to call it, I think overflows to other people and they're yeah. like, you know what? I thought this place sucked, but it's not like all these people that are really cool yeah. people are doing great things and I they love it. Part of it too is like, I think a lot of young professionals and young families realize that it's like a awesome place to grow and to have a yeah. young family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely, I want people here to love the area and love their life and love their health. Yeah. And so I feel like, I mean, I feel like, and I feel like it's slowly like starting to happen. 
right? Yeah. Like it is happening. It's just a slower kind of build. I mean, t- 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this and be like, oh my God, remember we were like discussing yeah. it? We'll play this back like, and be like, look this at is- the Plattsburgh skyline. Yeah, look at the skyline <laughs> and you're like, I got this health clinic and people are doing it. And I, I yeah. just think it, it's, it, like, again, in my mind, it's, it's already happened. It's just, it's happened down the line. I just, yeah. now we just got to like put the pieces in place to make sure that that vision or that puzzle looks like what we yeah. anticipated. And- Let me like blow your mind a little bit. So I'm into like other alternative people and I see a woman who's an astrologer. I don't know if you know anything about astrology. I love it, but I, I don't I mean, not, it's I don't like know fascinating lot, but- to me, but I remember she said, because I was like banging my head against a wall being like, I know that this is happening. Like, when is it going to happen? When is it? And I was just so fixated on like the when. And she said, Danielle, everything has already happened. Like it's already happened. It's Mm -hmm. in the stars. Like you literally, when you're born, you get a map, right? And, and there are different things in that map that show you different parts of your life that happen. And I remember being relieved by that because I was like, oh, right. Like it's already happened. So like, if I could just get out of my own way, relax a little bit, like it is unfolding. I go back to that a lot. So when I feel stressed out in my head, if a decision's no or this happened, I'm always like, that should have happened. And then I just say, you know what? Like, even if it wasn't what I was really wanted, yeah. I look back and like, no. And I'm like, man, I really wanted that opportunity. But I'm like, okay, how do I learn from this and how do I use it to grow? Or, or all of a sudden, I do this all the time with people with houses. Like, man, we lost out on that house. I'm like, that's fine. You will find a better house. I promise yeah. you. And then all of a sudden, and it works out that a way. month or two later, they find a house. Like, thank God we didn't get that last house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know. Just let things happen. Or if you're in business and you have a lot of opportunities, like, if you say no to an opportunity, mm-hmm. you're saying yes to something else. That's another thing that took me. Cause for a while, like when people would ask me to speak at something or would ask me to do something, I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. And then I started to kind of pick and choose what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And I feel like reframing it by saying, you know, if it's a no, if you're saying no, you're saying yes to something else, whether that's yourself, whether that's your vision. And it's just bringing you closer to that. So, I mean, I, I find it fascinating because I think that's another energy concept as well. Yeah. And and I think if you pick a, if you pick something, if I decide like A or B and I pick A, I'm all in on A. I'm going A. And if it's B and B ended up maybe being better, I'm like, I don't care. I, I like, I, once I make a decision, I live with it. I'm like, that's what I felt. And I'm very big, like gut instinct guy. Yeah. For some too. reason I picked it, even though like maybe. Do you think, do you overthink it when you pick it? No. Oh, okay. I, I make decisions fairly quick. Some people will be like, oh, you take too much time. I'm like, well, no, I. I like to know information and I like to know enough information where I feel confident making a decision right now when I'm just kind of like stressed out is because I know I need to make a decision, but I need that. I need to take a step back and have real, a plan. I have to stay, take a step back and plan out and prioritize. And then once I do that, I'm like, okay, this next decision. So the decision making will happen. I just, I know there's a few things in my head that if I make that decision, I'm, I'm making kind of a reckless decision and I need to just take a step back, prioritize, and then I look at all the facts and figures. And I'm like, okay, boom, that's it. That's a clear cut. And if it doesn't end up working out at that moment, that was the right decision. And I live, yeah. I live with it. So I'm, yes. I think that there's a lot of energy that goes into that process. Like a the, lot of bandwidth, like a lot of time and effort. Mm-hmm. And I, for a lot of years, was like second guessing, um, you know, really frustrated. And like I said, concerned about the how and when. Like how and when, how and when, how and when. And it's like now I'm starting to realize like if I just, if I just relax, like it really does unfold. It's like, it really does unfold. Like, so why get so mad and frustrated about it? But I I think if you say, Hey, I want to do this and this is the time I want to do it. 
little asterisk subject to change and that's that's literally how yeah. i always look at stuff it's subject to change because i have an idea that could get flipped on its side and i go somewhere else but i think at the end of the day that's why my my long-term goal is so big because i can never accomplish it it's one and i like about it because it's it really no because you in the way i look at it bringing stuff here if i make this area better that's very subjective because it's better than it might be now but I know at some point, hopefully I'm like 150 at this point, but whenever that point <laughs> is, I know at that point, like I'm still going to say there's another project I want to take on and I can make it better. So I'm, I, for me, it's exciting because I'm never going to accomplish yeah. it, but I know because the goal is so big, I'm going to accomplish a lot on my way to not accomplishing because it's like yeah. anything else. You're never – something like that you'll never accomplish. If I said like, hey, I want to you know, I want to start a clinic, well, starting a clinic's easy. You could start the clinic next year. But to have the effect that you want, yeah, you're going to say, hey, I've impacted all these people. But then you're like, you know what? Now I want to maybe expand it out another 100 miles. I don't know. You know, this it always gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one where I have an idea and I'm working towards it. And I'm, I'm always trying to improve every single day. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? If I've given my best and I've gotten basically, I've, I've kind of, I've lived up to my potential. Because one of the things I hate is not living up to my potential. So when I get frustrated at myself... I get frustrated because I'm like, you're better than this. I know you can do more. I know you can get better or I know you can, I know whatever you're doing is you're not, you're not tapping into your potential. That's what frustrates me because I'd hate to like go through life and just be like, you know, I just kind of just like cruise through life. I'm like, you know, if I'm just always trying to like max out myself, knowing it's impossible, but it's still the idea that I'm striving yeah, but to. Would you ever trust that it would still unfold even if you didn't get so mad at yourself that you weren't living well, up to your potential? I don't, I don't really get mad at myself. I'm not, I'm not super hard on myself. I'm actually very empathetic with myself. Meaning if I notice that I'm not, um, living up to my potential, I have like a self talk, like a self talk in my head, not like you're a loser, but it's just yeah. like, okay, you got to focus on this. And like, I almost coach myself, but it's not coaching when I, co I coach sports. I've never told a kid he's terrible. Right. I'd be like, listen, I know, like you or, could or, do better. or someone working me like, listen, I know you're in a funk or I know you're not living up to your potential or I know you're not focusing on the right thing, but let's get a game plan to get you back on track or somewhere where we think you can go with obviously what, based on their goals and their like, cause they have to have the input to do it. But I do that a lot where, Hey, here's your goal. I know you're capable of this. Maybe it's, I'm not putting enough time into something. Maybe it's, I'm not prioritizing something. Maybe I'm just not focusing on something. Maybe I'm just wasting time. I look at that and say, you can be better. Not that like you're a loser because I can't change the past, but I'm yeah. like, okay, right now, like whatever today is May 12th or whatever, you're going to pivot and you're now going to start like you can't, it's kind of like when you're, uh, someone's eating or dieting. Like, oh my God, I had pizza and ice cream tonight. Well, it's like, that's fine. Then tomorrow you wake up and have a good breakfast. Right. Like you can't change it. You already right. did it. Like whatever, you live with it, enjoy it. Hey, right. whatever. Or, but then the next day it's like, just get back on track. Like yeah. I missed a workout. That's fine. Next day, just do it. Like, just like. It's like kind of parenting yourself. I, I feel that yes. way about like health, um, self-care. Like, yep. like scheduling things out for yourself, not feeling guilty about it, all this stuff. Like it's sometimes hard. Like for me, so today, for example, before this, I had a chiropractic appointment with Mike. Mm -hmm. After this, I have acupuncture with Flo, who I see. I see Flo. Um, she owns On Point Wellness. Okay. Um, and then it's just like, you know, I had a moment where I was like, wow, that's like a lot of stuff, right? Like in the same day. But then it's like remembering that like in order to do all of these other things, which is a lot, mm -hmm. you know, you, I have to schedule that time. Yeah. So I think, I think like it's important to 
prioritize your own self in order to keep going, especially when you have such big like goals. It, it's so you don't get burnt out. And my thing yeah. is if I can go 100% when I'm on and then I can take time and relax, then I like that. And the same like I like golfing. That's like an escapism or in the winter like skiing. And like part of me is like, man, I shouldn't go golfing or skiing this morning. But I'm like, you know what? It's on my calendar. And I know I feel really, I have a good time when I do it and I can just escape and just go like hang out with some friends and do it. To me, that's the mental I need it because it's a, it's a quick recharge during the week and then I'm back into it. Yep. Where if I didn't do that, I know I'm just like, oh, cause then I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelming myself and I know, I know myself, I need to have a little bit of like, yeah. I, like as small businesses, like we don't want to work 24 seven. Like I, we I, value, like I, va- I'll speak for myself. I value having time with my family, having self-care time, um, you know, feeling like there's a little bit of spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in order to do that, like it literally has to be scheduled. I, I could work 16 hours a day cause I like it. My issue though is one kids and family yeah. prioritize. So I take a lot of that off of work. Like I'm not doing 16 hours a day. Like I'm doing like seven, eight hours a, w- a day. Then my next thing is I know if I'm working at that level mentally, and it's not even work. I think I think like kids has a lot to do with it. Like you add all that in, like mentally, I just get fried quicker. Like I my my I hit my mental capacity quicker at night. I'm not working at night like I used to because when I get done, the kids go to bed. Like I talk to Gina for a little bit, and we're in bed by like nine because I'm like I just have to go lay down. Like yeah. I'm done. My mind's fried. But for me, those like little things that I now do instead of working, which is a little more like maybe recreational or maybe more like downtime that's to recharge my battery. So then when I'm on, I can like charge my batteries hundred percent and not go into the day at 60, 70% and know I'm not getting the most out of myself. But I feel like that is not a concept that is widespread and accepted. It's yeah. getting there. But like, I, I yeah. think that there's, there's more to go. P- part of me is that's where I'm at right now is I have to let myself knowing that it's right, but I have to really like uh, convince myself to just do it. And that's, that's been hard. And that's something where even, even talking about, um, try I'm, I'm to the point where I'm trying to take, and I have, this is something new. I want to take Mondays and Fridays off. And when I say off, meaning off of appointments, Monday, I want to take off of appointments, but I'm in the office working all day. I'm just, I'm doing stuff I need to do. I call in clients. I need to call things like that, but I'm not scheduling appointments. And then Friday, I want to take the day off where I don't talk to a soul, but I get to work. Meaning I get to work like Game deep, deep and, thought on yeah. projects because I know that's what's going to get me to the next level where I don't want to talk to clients. I don't want to go on appointments. I don't want to talk to coworkers. I don't want to talk to friends. I want to just have Galen Trombley sit down, think, work, just like be in my headspace and just get stuff done. And it's a new concept I'm trying to do. But for me, it's giving myself the permission to say, step back. You might upset some people, but it's short term and then just figure it all out. It'll work out. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that's the next step, but like I said, I have to sit down and prep that out a little bit or plan it and then say, yep. Yeah, okay. Make, make sure I can make it happen. Yep. So, all right, Danielle, I know we, we actually went, we're kind of okay. We'll be yeah, rushing you out of here, yeah, but, no, we're good. um, this is, this is normally like when I'm going to your office, I'm like, crap, I gotta be there in 10 minutes. I'm getting done in 10 <laughs> minutes. So, um, but I appreciate you coming on. This is actually fantastic. Yeah. I learned you. a lot about you actually. And this thank is thank you. Yeah. Really this is cool. Great. Um, so I feel like we could keep talking for another like two we could. hours. Two things. You have an appointment to go to. <laughs> yeah. My bladder's like not very good right now and I go to the bathroom. So um, I'm going to acupuncture. <laughs> I, which is good. Yes. I know. So, so yes. Yeah, sure. um, so 
Uh, usually when you always ask, like, have you gone to the bathroom? That's one of the reasons I'm always late because I go to the bathroom quick before I go so I can just get right on. But um, Danielle, for anybody, if they want to reach out to you or find you or whatever, please just plug all your information. Yeah, so um, I'm available on social media at Avenue Acupuncture and um, avenueacupuncture at gmail.com. Uh, my website is avacu.com. There's a ton of information about traditional Chinese medicine, about, um, you know, the the wait list there's all kinds of information on there i also write a blog i really like writing i haven't written in a little while but there's information on there so yeah there's plenty of ways to find me for sure awesome all right well that is episode 130 with daniel tally <laughs> thanks for listening to the galen trombley show if you want to reach me you can go on facebook at galen trombley on instagram at galen trombley and on youtube at galen trombley the spelling g-a-e L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.